Oh, there's no uh, cover today. Oh, just boom. On. Straight on the evening All right. news. Ooh. All right. All right, today's a big day. So it's lighting day. We're talking about like more lighting stuff. I mean, I can't. This is, this is the longest thick. notes of the day. So I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Binder. Um, we can talk about lighting, though. Um, oh, this team, if there's anybody who can talk about lighting, it's you and me. Uh, all right, so a uh, couple of things here. I thought I'd talk about lighting today because it's Black Friday. Yeah. And this is the day that, uh, like, I mean, everybody buys their lighting for the whole year, <laughs> it seems like, anyway. Uh, and uh, if you guys have been paying attention throughout the day today, we've been giving away free stuff with the orders or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and there's going to be three more. So while you're watching today, I might as well let you know now so you don't have to go you know, duck out to see them. Yeah, there's going to be um, some videos coming yeah, out. Yeah, you get some free reef chili with an order over 150 bucks. Free uh, chili. You can get uh, a amino acid concentrate fish, coral and zoot, uh, with free KZ as a coupon code. And a 60 milliliter of Celcon with free Celcon uh, over, I think, uh, about 100 bucks. Yeah, there you see. go. I don't know. Something All like right. that. So, so you'll see those things, things come along uh, later on. So we're I don't want you know, to miss out on them, so I just threw them in there. But we're going to talk about lights. Lights today. From All right. So we got 2004. We got 2004 to 15. It's big, yeah. We got, and this thing, I've added 52 weeks of reefing because that was a really big turnaround point Just on again. On its own, yeah. Uh, we got 2020, and then 2025. What are we going to see in five years from now? I, is, I'm looking at the page. I'm looking at the page for uh, for asks in 2025 at the end of this. It's that's huge. A, that's a pretty good list to ask. I know I got a lot of desires. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those things like we remember we were talking about like uh, million dollar ideas. Well, this is like maybe multi-million uh, dollar. Yeah, if you want to never work again, answer these or these or solve these problems at the end of this one, you'll never work <laughs> again. All right, all right. So uh, I got to tell you, uh, this has uh, been a frustrating path for lighting. Uh, I think for me and for a lot of people, predominantly because it like we worked really hard and it took us 15 years just to get back to ground zero. Uh, meaning, meaning that we were there, we were somewhere, and then declined, and then 15 years later, back yeah, LEDs were a step backward when uh, they were introduced. Uh, the halides and T5s and stuff of the world were doing us just fine. Uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons why you might want to go LED, but coral health, uh, uh, the purpose of this thing, actually deteriorated with the introduction of LEDs. You're going to see all that today and how that turned around. Uh, and why it'd probably be better than ever now, ah, but uh, interesting. very interesting. All right, so uh, we do have a few pictures today. We'll uh, incorporate those as we go along. Yeah, so you just don't have to listen to us the whole yeah, time. I mean, just a few. But. <laughs> All right, so 2004. Wind your minds back to 2004. You need a time machine. Yeah, time machine in your brain. <laughs> Lighting was way, way cheaper was not like this isn't one of those things that got cheaper over time yeah uh, this one got way more expensive mm. uh, I don't know I man you could get a lighting fixture for uh, like a 120 man for like 400 bucks like <clears throat> in all of there the different types of technologies you could either choose metal halide t5 it mm -hmm. really wasn't a, a decision to, uh, based on price yeah I mean you could get like a tech fixture with some t5s in mm -hmm. it you could get a core life uh, like PC bulb fixture, you could get uh, yeah. some lumen. I think they're called luminarchs or something like that. The reflectors and mm -hmm. some bulbs and stuff for probably five, six hundred bucks with the ballast. I don't know. Uh, today, a single LED fixture is eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it doesn't cover even <laughs> and it doesn't anywhere near that. A one cover one twenty. Yeah, and those things work just fine. So I don't know. 
kind of uh, lighting was way cheaper back then. Lighting was also easier. Yeah. Plug, plug oh, it in the wall. Man. I don't know. There's, if there's one, t if there's a technology that's more easy than like T5 and metal halide that has proven to make some really amazing tanks, mm -hmm. all you have to do is plug it into a timer. I mean, the, the nature of it is there was very few options. Yeah. It might have seemed like there was a lot of options, but how many T5 bulb options really were there? There was like some kind of wave point thing that was cheap. Uh, the tech fixture from sunlight. Mm -hmm. There was uh, the ATI fixtures. I don't know, like three options, but everybody's using like the same bulbs in them. Yep. Yeah. I wasn't dramatically different, you know, light your, outputs, 20% one or the other. And your eye was probably a pretty good judge of uh, like what was too white and what was pretty blue. But you yeah. didn't, it, was, it wasn't a matter of like, what, what's the right mm. par and right spectrum. And, it was and super, lighting was not a, it was just a really easy thing. Like, go get a six bulb fixture, throw some bulbs in it, plug it in the wall, and you're done. You're done. Uh, <laughs> oh, you like halides? All right, use these bulbs, use those fit, uh, that ballast, you're done. Oh, that's, oh. Pretty, that's pretty wow. easy. Yeah, wow. I don't know. And, you know, there's, and there's favorites in there. It was really mm. easy. Uh, control it was a timer. Simple. On at 9 o'clock, off at uh, 6 o'clock. And mind you, like, all the way through this, stunning reef tanks. Oh, yeah. Amazing I mean, go, colors. Go check out, like, KZ's website. Right? Yeah. It's all T5 stuff, you know, for her for back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, just you really easy to produce. Mm. Uh, all right. So that was kind of the, the flavor of the day. But, like, these are the technologies that were being used back then. Do you, did you ever encounter VHO bulbs? The big, you mean the big fat T5 looking bulbs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I did. I had a fixture. Like T12s or something like that. I could not find bulbs for it, but I had a couple fixtures. I wheeling and dealing old stuff, garage stuff. Yeah, I don't even. They don't sell those bulbs yeah. anymore. But uh, yeah, so that was a you know a big thing at the time. It was. Was it just more output? Than the, like the no, it's lower output actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I th people really liked the atinics that came off of those, and mm -hmm. I can't tell you why. Uh, yeah. But people really liked them, and they were generally used in con either like with four of them, like in a retrofit kit. Because I don't think anybody sold a fixture for them. Yeah. Uh, it was like using a retro kit kit or with your halides or just alone. Mm. Uh, then uh, uh, it was interesting though. I went to like one of my first club meetings. It's really early on. And a local club tells me that you can grow SPS with v VHOs. Yeah. Right? You didn't believe them? No. Well, no, because the internet told me otherwise. Uh, you know? Uh, internet told me... Metal uh, halides you can, or you can't, Yeah, you need halides, man. You can't grow SPS with fluorescent bulbs. Only, <laughs> you know, uh, certainly not, like, maybe T5s, but definitely not VHOs. Uh, and basically, he's like, uh, they're, they're all full of crap. Uh, yeah. And here's the deal. I know this because I've done it many times. Yeah. And uh, most people spouting this stuff off have never even tried. They just heard <laughs> it from somebody else and repeated it. Yeah. All right. So in that spirit, like, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I, it was really interesting to see, hear somebody, like, challenge the common thought at the time. And... Uh, I don't know. He's like, I grow. You can't grow every last uh, acro that way, but like you can grow yeah. birds' nests and all that kinds of stuff. And you know, the nature of it is, you just put it up top and try. You know, kind of makes you start to question the, uh, all of the hardcore black and white advice that you were getting at the time. Still today. When, yeah. Well, still. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, that that was the real. That was the reason I, I brought this up. Actually, was. Question everything. Yeah. Uh, don't just, uh, unless somebody's got like some definitive proof that they have provided you, like that something no that other way. a lot of people agree on. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, even then, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, well, they agree on because of data. Yeah, yeah, you know? there you go. Uh, all right, so then there was PC bulbs. If I, everybody remembers, like that was like kind of like a T5 bulb, but it was like a bent loop? in half. Yeah. yeah, power compacts. That was my first fixture, actually. It was a Coral Life fixture. Uh -huh. I bought it from uh, the local fish store, and it was uh, like that was my first light. I got to oh, tell you, it was pretty cheaply how made. How long was it though? Because when I see when I think PC bulbs, I think of like the uh, BioCube with the PC. Mm, Ninety-six it. watt ones. They were like so, they were four feet long. Oh wow. Yeah. You, do you only use like one? Oh. No, there was four of them. Huh. No, more than that. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was expensive too. <laughs> uh, well, for me at the time anyway. Uh, then uh, T5s. <clears throat> now everybody's talking about T5s, so like I jump on the T5 board. And I was really mm -hmm. happy to do that because the uh, tech fixture was really inexpensive. Yeah. And I don't know why they left the aquarium industry exactly, but. Uh, sunlight supply. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, Like, uh, uh, I don't know. It was really inexpensive, and it just worked. And if you've seen any of my pictures of my tank from mm -hmm. back then, lighting was not my problem, uh, for sure. And, yeah. And it wasn't the best German-made reflector or any of that other garbage. Uh, it wasn't cooled or anything else. No. But, but it, it worked. corals. had clams in the bottom, all kinds of That's stuff. It was really matter. easy. All right, so then there's halides too. You know, people are using halides in there, like, uh, you know, think they're really bright. Uh, later on, I would tell you, we tested them in a 250 watt halide. <clears throat> Doesn't actually put out that much more light than 250 watts of uh, like T5s. T5 bulbs, yeah, I remember they that. Don't. Uh, that was and some of your first uh, investigates testing on lighters. Yeah, and if you think about it, actually, the amount of heat that comes out of a halide, and heat is essentially loss of energy, don't be surprised. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, there's no LEDs really at the time that will be pretty soon. Talking about 2004, yeah. Yep, okay, end of story. All this stuff is just plug and play. Uh, and uh, it's really not worth measuring. A number of people having success, a uh, few options, legs and heights are all common. Oh, all right. meaning that uh, that's why people are, that's why the same people are successful over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And new people are successful over and over again because it's kind of like industry industry standard. Yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to like uh, measure par and all mm -hmm. that other garbage because everybody's using the legs. So they're all this far off yep. and they're all like having all the, success. All the bulbs are within like 10, 10% 10 of each other par, maybe 20% of each other yeah, par. I don't know. It's huh. just really easy. All right. So, uh... The, here's a couple of things, though, about the time. Lighting was huge, meaning, like, the reflectors were often, you know, a foot and a half deep, like these big luminarchs. All those came you know? in, yeah. like, <clears throat> or Hamilton, uh, all of those metal halide uh, reflectors and whatnot. Yeah, people borrowed them from, like, uh, the horticulture industry uh -huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. They got these giant, huge reflectors for halides. And, of course, the T5 thing is huge and covers the whole tank. So lighting back then was huge. It's not this tiny little compact LED that we have today. But un unbeknownst to them, they were in, it was in their favor to be that big, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that we would you know, go away from that, actually. Uh, lighting was also hot. So even the T5s had some heat issues mm -hmm. sometimes, but halides for sure had T, oh, yeah. especially if it was inside of a hood. Uh, lighting also had bulb costs back then. You were replacing the bulbs, you know, at some period. At eight of them. Yeah. All right. Uh, changing color actually meant buying new bulbs. Mm -hmm. And so you end up having all these bulbs around that you never used. Yeah. You know, because you just weren't happy with it and you're chasing different colors. Uh, par meters are for scientists. I mean, I never even thought of measuring a par. It was not on the <laughs> you know, list of things that I ever consider. Uh, 
the part the scientists that are testing it are testing it in air which uh, I guess gives you a relevance to each other. Right, but not to a yeah. tank environment. Yeah, it just like wasn't really giving you what you're looking for. Uh, and I'll give you a couple examples of that, actually. So you test like 24 inches above, you know, the dry little two-foot grid. Yeah. Uh, and the problem was that, uh, you know, you're not incorporating the like 12 inches that it's above the tank water, mm. you know. So it's really only touched a foot in the tank. And then also, it's not really grasping the spill. The spill, the reflections off of the glass <laughs> inside, you know, the uh, differences in your, if your water's clear, if it's not clear, if it's, mm -hmm. yeah, tinted or not tinted, clean or unclean. Well, so the big, this is the big, 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 big piece that was a, a difference here, is if you measure a reflector that focuses light downward, mm -hmm inside of a two-foot area like you know like one of them came in suns or something for uh, halide it would look like it was really really strong right if you measure t5s which at eight inches start spilling super wide it would look like the t5s are just really weak yeah or any fluorescent yeah, like yeah. that or anything that has a wide angle a lens but like anything that's focusing it down like a lot of halide reflectors perform really good this is the part that's missing is once you put it over a glass box like an aquarium, all of a sudden, all the light hits the edge of the aquarium and then bounces back in. And all is a strong word, but a lot of the light. Yeah. And we know that now because we are, have tested you can, it. You can actually see it yeah, yeah. when you measure. Yeah. Uh, and so now when we were testing, you know, 250 watts of T5s versus roughly 250 watts of halides, the 250 watts of T5s actually way outperforms. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in the same spirit, the 250 watts of LED doesn't actually even do that much better. Mm -mm. You know, so T5s are uh, like, the testing in air was a huge, huge deterrent to understanding the value of T5s. Do you think there was issues kind of like what we found in par meters too? Uh, back then with the available PAR meters as far mm. as like the difference between air and water testing? Possibly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know anything about PAR, back, par meters in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. So uh, it's, uh, and it's also presumed, again, that halides have more punch. Like they're going to make it deeper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of true if the reflector focuses it down, but it doesn't have more light. And what we'll later find out is, especially if you're just testing one light, it's deceiving. Because if you're testing two lights, what actually happens is even though that first light is spread out, the other lights spread out too, and they intersect in the middle. Making it Making way it, more. yeah, making yeah. it stronger. So, like, it gives you, when you're testing just one light, it gives you, like, a very, you know, like... It's like half the story. Dis ...distorted yeah. uh, view of mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So, uh... And so that was just kind of presumed that fluorescent lighting wasn't as good or didn't have that punch that halides was, which is just turns out to be wrong, mm. especially when the glass refracts it back in. Uh, bulbs age also, so you have to like swap these things out. It's a big pain in the butt, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, no one knows when to replace these bulbs ah, either. I mean that that was. When we get to the when we get to now or after that, that is probably the most disappointing revelations in my mm -hmm. own life. Is being feel like I'm being told, 
the wrong I, the wrong idea about when to change bulbs. Okay, so I'm just going to fast forward already. I just, don't know where it's in here somewhere, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, let's just talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm told that I need to change. Some people are saying you got to change six them every months. six months. Yeah, six months at that cost. Okay, yet every bulb that I see, you know, in the, like you know normal circumstances, lasts many years. You were talking like in you your know, house, in, in your, your office, house, yeah, what have you, yeah. Many, many years. And then we're told that uh, the uh, spectrum will shift and it's going to grow algae. To like later on find out that's total garbage. Total garbage. Like we, uh, you know, use uh, simulate use of for like two years. Two, and I think even three years yeah. actually. Eventually, and by simulate I mean we just run them twenty four hours a day for turn them off, for, turn them on, you know, turn three them times on. as long. Yep. And so, uh, or one third time. Yeah. And so, uh, we find out that the spectrum doesn't shift like hardly at all. Hardly noticeable. Like. And if it if it if that is what that tiny tiny bit of spectrum shift that happens in there Imagine is all your the LEDs. things, LEDs were effed. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no way that uh, if, if it only that little bit is a difference between algae and no algae. We know now now that uh, that's not true. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so yeah, nobody knows when to replace these things. Yeah, and then I also find in halide bulbs, and you know what you'd find also is in the first like three months they drop like 15 percent. Which is true. And then it just kind of goes for a really long time. Yeah. And it doesn't really drop much anymore. So, like, if you're going to change out your bulbs and maintain maximum par, you better change them out every three months. After <laughs> that, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, all right. So, with halides, too, and I, I didn't get, I did, we didn't test this myself, but I read some studies, or, like, I shouldn't say studies, but, like, you know, some, some reefers that were testing this uh, themselves. And they found that with a lot of halide bulbs, the same thing would happen. You plug the halide bulb in, you mm. give it, like, it's, you know, burn it in. And then it will get a max par reading, and then over the course of the next like month and a half, it will drop thirty percent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but then it stays at thirty percent for, for a years. long time. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, if you're testing this in three months or a year, and you're like, oh, I lost thirty percent, you didn't know that you actually lost it <laughs> in the first three months, <laughs> at ten and a half months ago. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's very interesting. I, I would tell you now the bulb replacement. I don't know the magic number, but I, like, like a year. I don't run halides, so I don't months, know. But twelve months, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, my T fives. Like I probably change them out every 18, 24 months just to mm -hmm. cover it, I guess. But like, could probably go longer than that. Huh. All right, that's 2004. I mean, that's kind of short actually because well, hit that last one because that's oh. important too. Oh, oh, it's also hard to get rid of bulbs properly. Like properly dispose of these things have gases and things in them. They you can't just throw them in your garbage can. Okay, so they're filled with mercury. Is yeah, the problem there is, you go. Right, <laughs> and so they're like a hazardous substance. You're not allowed to throw T5 bulbs in the trash. Mm. Uh, I and think I, we've all done it. Too. I think a lot of people have probably done it, but yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Mm. You got to bring them to a recycling center to get rid of them properly. Hey, by the way, uh, one other thing. In the, you know that we talked about the PC bulb that's bent. Yeah. You know why the PC bulb doesn't work as well as the T5 bulb? Because, no, I don't. Because of the end cap? It's the reflector. Uh, ah. It's uh, because with a T5 bulb, it's about the size of my finger, I put a reflector over it, ah. and roughly half the light's going down, or a little bit sideways, I yeah. guess, and half's going up. I mean, the reflector's able to redirect that light back down. Some right? of it goes back into the bulb. Some of it will always go back into the T5 bulb, and that's where some of the heat generates, right? right? Mm -hmm. But with a, a, with a PC, PC bulb, which is two, essentially a T5 like bent on itself, right? tons of that light just goes right back, right back into, into the itself. Bulb. It's yeah. going at the other side, yeah. at the other uh, side. The reflector design for mm. a uh, 
PC ball was just terrible. So that's why that, those, those went away for the most part. Better there might be some other reasons too, but that was probably the biggest if one. If you had a U-shaped reflector, you probably would expect better performance. Maybe, man. I, I don't know. Those are the gap. Uh, in maybe. Yeah, uh, who know. knows? It just, that was the reason why. All right. So 2004 to 2015. Let's talk about a decade's worth. Yeah. So a decade stuff. This is pre pre 52 weeks of reefing because 52 weeks of reefing, man, we really dive into lighting for the first time. Mm -hmm. First time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I for the first time where I were like really wanted to like tackle this subject yeah. because so the, many unknowns. The reason that we tackled it in 2000 uh, at 52 weeks of reefing is because behind the scenes so many people are having trouble. Mm. The people are having trouble with lighting at a scale I've never seen before. So we wanted to help. And uh, a lot of, well, a lot of it came with the evolution of LEDs too, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, in, that spirit of t in that period of time, so that first pre decade. 52 weeks. All right, so uh, new evolution, LEDs join in. So here's the first photo. A PFO Solaris? Yeah, I don't know if anybody remembers this thing, but this is a PFO Solaris. Uh, I, oddly enough, it was kind of before its time because it is a whole lot of LEDs covering the whole tank. Looks very much like, uh, uh, you know, kind of like a, uh, uh, I don't know, like a T5 fixture to some degree, oh, right? interesting. Because it's not a little puck anymore. Okay, so this thing here uh, gets sued into oblivion and disappears. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, like fire hazard? I or? don't know. Like so, I no no. It was oh. there was a patent out there. Somebody got a patent uh, oh, okay. about uh, like using LEDs to grow coral. Wow. Now, like, can you imagine somebody got a patent on using a fluorescent bulb to grow a plant? I mean, it's just such a ridiculous uh, uh, thing, man. Uh, wow. But somebody got a patent on it. I guess it's some dude that like was like. Uh, growing you know plants and stuff in space uh, you know, it was like this really weird obscure company had no desire to build like a, an aquarium. actual led for an aquarium yeah. only wanted to like reap the rewards from his pet wow yeah, thanks a lot interesting dude. uh so anyway uh solaris or pfo decides that the wise move is to swing egos around and fight them until the spend every last dollar and get sued into oblivion. That's not good. So that's why PFO, who was a lighting giant at the time, uh, doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. All right, so, but the debate about LEDs at the time is largely about cost. Everybody's trying to figure out, you know, can I light my tank cheaper, you know, with the LEDs than I can uh, with uh, T5s or halides? Cheaper in terms of like, power consumption or yeah. is that main the main part of the conversation well leds are the mo way more expensive so the unit i'm just gonna make this number up yes. was two grand or something whereas the t5 fixture is 400. 400 yeah so, so it's not a debate on cost of the fixture but i'm no longer buying bulbs and i'm not and i'm way using way less energy mm. right yeah, yeah so like here's the problem is i've seen this in reefing like for a really long time so much discussion about you know whether or not something costs more. Does a calcium reactor cost more than two parts? Does it cost more than Kelkwas or oh. all that sort of garbage? And you totally forget all the other reasons that would use any of these things. <laughs> it's like the only number one thing is whether or not it costs more, and often by pennies. You yeah. Know? Well, right. they, well, that's like you know, T5s. You have to change your bulbs out. My LEDs, I don't have to. There's a cost analysis there. There's the, okay. like this one is the worst. <laughs> Okay, because there's all this I mean, conversation after conversation after conversation about uh, 
you know, it is it more cost effective in yeah. the long run, and where's the payoff at how many years and all this other yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Zero. Zero. And I mean zero conversation about the health of the animals. Interesting. Crickets. Well, because I, it wasn't a conversation before because we didn't. You didn't need to talk about it because you, your T fives and your metal halides work. It's just like presumption like, that it would just, work. LEDs are just going to work. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's talking about whether or not LEDs will actually grow corals better. Par. Only whether spectrum. or not it'll be cheaper. Yeah. And it's not cheaper. It's way more expensive, which makes it the most ridiculous conversation. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Oh, okay, wow. so uh, there we are with the PFO. At some point, the next one comes out, the AI Soul. I do remember this one. Uh, this, this is a photo we got up here. And so I don't know if this is the first one or not. I just you know found this on it's YouTube today. Roughly close. Yeah. Uh, so the AI Soul comes out, mm -hmm. uh, Aqua Illuminations, you know, really like a thought leader in, in using LEDs for mm -hmm. aquariums, comes out with this guy. All right, step four, uh, a couple of things about it. It is pretty, at the time, and everybody's caught in this more power is more better. Yeah. You know, PARs, horsepower things. So Max it's got, wattage. It's got pretty focused lenses, yeah. and it's like really shoots right laser beams down. of light down in mm. the thing. But like, to like, it's not like they knew better. I mean, everybody is, I mean, this is a second application of this technology in mm. our industry, really, and maybe there's another well, one. Well, before, but. I mean, beforehand, the, it, the conversation, the argument was, you know, metal halides versus T5s and people saying that's not enough T5s don't have enough power to grow SPS so I could see yeah. how that evolved into a conversation of more par more better well and, and people don't even know what the par goal is at this yeah. time yeah. and they're not measuring it right what's anyway they're measuring <laughs> air on this two foot grid what's the right par well we don't know but more is yeah. better alright so uh, the next one comes out uh, and I might have all these in total sync you know, in, in order they might not be so in be complete order yeah. uh, Radeon comes out uh, mm. This time, they're not actually tied to companies. These guys are competitors, right? And I don't know if this is Gen 1 or not. Do you know? You're like... Oh, uh, yeah, this is pretty close to right. Gen 1, Gen 2. I don't know. It's not Gen 3. I mean, a, a lot of them look like this. So at Gen this 3. point, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, which yeah. one's which. But uh, this is like a, a radio. It's got two little pucks on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say the, these are as focused, but, you know... They don't have the same type of lens, like off-the-shelf kind of lens right. on them, and yeah. so they're a little wider. Uh, but Radeon is like now the uh, like you know industry you know like bar. Mm -hmm. I, I think I don't I don't know. I mean, they kind of came out because they were that industry leader of uh, of, of vortex flow, pumps, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just like kind of lend over some clout to the new lighting right, thing. Right, right, And nobody was doing it better. And they also had, uh, like, you know, you could control it on your computer now. You could do all this fun stuff mm -hmm. with it. So, yep. uh, all right. Uh, this is definitely around the area where par wars is the thing. Nobody's caring about whether or not it grows corals better. Nobody's talking about spectrum. Nobody's talking about anything. No par The only goals. measurement of whether or not my light is no better spread. than your light is how much par it does at two feet in air in the center. <laughs> like right underneath it, yeah. Like, uh, no Capable other conversation. One thousand spread, not an issue. Yeah. Mounting height, not an issue. Nothing, man. Only in this one in Barina that is nothing like my aquarium. <laughs> what is it? Uh? Well, meanwhile, I mean, as we're as we're f talking about this, uh, how are corals doing under these lights? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna hit on that later. Okay, but quietly behind the scenes, yeah. And I'm not gonna pick on any one of these lights, but with all the LEDs, success rates. Plummet, mm. man. I mean, like, and I know this because I'm answering the damn phone. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, success rates plummet. And I should say we were last to the game with LEDs. All of the other people were selling, we're selling LEDs. LEDs before and so we were. I think it was about the rate time Radiance came out that we jumped on board. But we didn't sell the AIs for a really long time because internally nobody here would use them. Mm. You know, so no internally nobody here was using LEDs. We we're all happy T5s. with our like. Nobody got why we'd spend all this extra money yeah. on this. Yeah. And so it's like. Would you recommend this to anybody? No. Nope. Would you All use right. it yourself? No. All right. Are you gonna sell it? No. Doesn't pass the test. Yeah. So I don't know. So and <laughs> and the story, but about the radions, like finally, uh, all right, let's relent. Let's stop being dinosaurs and move forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you actually start to see it on my own tanks. You know, you start to see it in the start how to start a saltwater aquarium series. Yeah. You see the alumina. You see the radions. You see uh, I started with I think T5s though. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you start to see all that stuff on there. All right, Illumina. I raise your hand in the crowd, man, if you remember the Illumina. It looks something like this, right? Uh, this is sh a short one too, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's like a two-foot yeah. version of it. The whole thing is made out of aluminum. There's a you know Gosh, internal happy. ducts on it. I love this thing. Uh, there's some things that could have been better about it, but it's pretty interesting. Vertex. Vertex is making this thing. Yeah. Uh, I think actually, well, there's another company in Europe that's actually making it, but Vertex brand Vertex is on it. Putting their name on it, yeah. Yeah, and they probably play a role in you know designing mm -hmm. or something. But mm -hmm. uh, all right, so for me, Vertex or the, or the Illumina anyway yeah. was before its time, right? Because hmm. if you evaluate it today. It would have done way better than it did. Oh, back if then. it went through our yeah. investigates, yeah. Nobody got it back then. Mm. Nobody understood it. It didn't win par wars. It was a big fixture in a world of small little pucks. Yeah. Uh, and nobody understood it. Uh, they just didn't get why you would want one of these things. I don't know. I tried to sing it from the mountaintops. I tried to explain why I loved it. And the reasons I loved it, I didn't even know then were that, like, like uh, is, I didn't know what I know today, but now I look back. I actually called these guys, like, a couple months ago. Uh, maybe it was, like, six months ago. And I'm like, hey, are you guys ever consider making another thing? Because if you made these three tweaks to it, it'd probably do well. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah, so they're kind of well, kicking I mean, that around, I think. This, the debate is not just about Par Wars, too, because I remember, you know, it's kind of towards, like, why Illumina is different in this class. Smaller, modular, more, you know, less obtrusive. I don't want a whole T5 fixture that takes up my whole thing. I don't want these big, giant metal halide reflectors. I want all of that par, but in this tiny, small form factor. You lear later learn the form factor is only nice to look at. It actually it, deteriorates the performance. It doesn't work really yeah, well. Yeah, it's actually yeah. bad at what it does now, but like, uh, mm. it, if nobody told you, you wouldn't know. Yeah, because this looks great over yeah, my tank. It looks way better. It's easier. Yeah. All right, so well, uh, you can look at a couple of things that are interesting about it right off the bat. First, uh, there's no focused lenses here in this picture. On the Illumina, yeah. Yeah, so they're just LEDs right on the board. Yep. They're, you're not seeing any lenses on it, so I don't know what those are, but like probably 160-degree uh, lenses or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, without it. a lens, yeah, or yeah, with just the thing on the that's board? That's why yeah. you're not seeing, you know, six, seven, eight hundred par directly under it. But, however, it's actually filling the whole tank up with... Uh, with light, you know, mm. which is uh, cool. You're also going to see that the light pucks span, you know, less light intersecting more often this in the a, next picture. This is a good photo. Yeah, so you can see all of those pucks intersecting with each other. Uh, I mean, 
creating a, a, like intersecting sources of light. If you paid attention, if you've ever paid attention to any of our BRSTV Investigates lights, you see the form factor above this tank right here, and you know, and automatically you go, mm -hmm. ah, I bet you this thing would perform. Yeah, you already know well. now. I already know. I know I already. I can just see right here mm -hmm. that it's going to perform well. Yeah, mm. I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, all right, so uh, I also had upgrade modules. So if you wanted to add more pucks in, you could just... Plug it right in. You just all it requires is a couple of so screws. You, you could slide one of these clusters over and add more clusters and yeah. space them out. So actually, you can see there was a little pin thing in there. You could plug ah, uh, plug yeah. it into that little white pin there yep, and add yep. another cluster in there. So if, of different colors or even the same colors and add more if you wanted to. Wow, it was really easier. All, all you had to do is screw those uh, those screws into it, and it just kind of pierced the cord that was above it. Come back to us, Alina. Yeah, I don't know. It was really interesting. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, the entire. Uh, Fixture was really low profile, fit on top of the tank. It looked like it belonged on top of aquarium. It had legs, which made it really easy to put yep. on there. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see on there there was onboard controls, so you can control like almost everything right from the four Just little right buttons there. on there. Yeah. You could also plug your computer into it at the time if you wanted to, but uh, I think there was like a Bluetooth thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know what? There really wasn't a lot of need for it because you could do everything you wanted on it, and then like. Again, it's not a toy. You set it up and then you leave it alone. So one thing isn't on there is I had like these little acrylic feet that I thought were cheap. But, uh -huh. you know, I don't know. So it was kind of the solution to fit a variety of them. Hmm. All right. So Illumina, before your time. Come back. Uh, you know, I don't come know. I don't us. think it will come back, but no. maybe. Don't I don't somebody know. take a note. That was cool, dude, because the whole, the whole fixture, if you go back to that, that big picture, the, the first one there, the whole thing... Yeah. Uh, that, that one right there. The whole thing was all an aluminum heat sink, and there's yeah. fins and stuff on the bottom of it. The whole body it's was this heavy big, duty giant aluminum, aluminum yeah. heat sink. I remember they're heavy as heck, but like you could get the four foot or the five foot ones, and because we had a few of them here in the warehouse, I remember getting rid of because we were trying to clean out some space in the warehouse, but. Mm -hmm. God, those things were heavy. You know, uh, you know what I remember too is uh, they would get warm to the touch, right? Oh, I uh, bet. And I remember calling Jason, like, dude, this thing gets kind of hot. And he's like, yeah, that's because it's removing the heat from the LEDs. So go take some of the other ones and turn the fans off and see how unhot they are. That means that the the it's not just the fans and the like, uh, you know, uh, aluminum heat sink, whatever. It's how the LEDs are actually attached yeah. to the aluminum that they can transfer the heat to begin with. Yeah. And then I found out that, like, he was right. A lot of them out there, like, you could turn the fans off and the heat sink really doesn't get hot. It's kind of like those license plate uh, oh, yeah, yeah, black yeah. boxes. Mm -hmm. yep. When I plugged those in, I was surprised to find the that those didn't get hot, get hot either. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's just because uh, it's not transferring the heat at all. Do you think, then you makes you wonder, like, how long is that LED going to last? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. All right, so anyway, but this thing could get, like, kind of warm to hot to the touch. But it was also the first one that actually showed you uh, in the app uh, what the temperature of the LEDs were. Huh. I didn't, I'd never seen that before. So adding accountability to the function of how yeah. it works. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. All right. So at this point, though, uh, these are some of the big players at the time. I'm sure there was other ones. Uh, it's a million miles from clear. What makes a good light at this point? Mm. And the market is actually driven by what people are buying rather than what works. So the manufacturers who exist for one reason, because everybody buys stuff from them, yeah. and nobody really knows what makes a good light at this point, or actually, you know, isn't you know sharing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the manufacturers are stuck in a world where we have to make what people are going to buy or we're going to go out of business. <laughs> so uh, if you don't follow suit in Par Wars, you don't follow suit in Form Factor, you're probably not going to make dude, a light that anybody's going to buy. If you lost Par Wars at that time, you were irrelevant. Yep. Not going to sell lights. So let's do more par and kill, oh, let's man. kill more coral. Oh, man. I, I don't know. It's a, a really terrible situation. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm saying, like, uh, we took a, when we put in LEDs, we took a giant step backwards. Mm. It was not forward. Ultimately, it's uh, where we're going. Now but, we're coming around. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, back then, it was, a, it was a, a terrible thing. All right. So now, the things that people are buying, you know, that, like, that's important to the community, is the small form factor super desirable? I'm Who wants a giant bank of T5s when I can have a you know a little cluster of LEDs that's this big? Oh yeah, I fell into that. That's a that's the re main reason I think I got radions was because I had this T5 on legs that sat on my it was like an aquatic life or something, uh, and I couldn't get in my tank when I wanted to, and I loved to have my hands in the tank, and then I see the EcoTech, and I'm like, oh man, I can hang these on a rail. They're out of the way. It looks great. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. Yeah, we later learned that they still work. You just had to intersect a bunch of them to make it work. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, so, uh, but the small fact, form factor is desirable. Now, we have some photos later to show you out of, out of reefing technology and just lighting technology, uh, why small form factor doesn't work anywhere <laughs> uh, unless you're trying to create a small floodlight. Yeah. There's no, no application of light where it's going to do what we want it to do. It's just fact. Yep. You, 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 you'll see it in a, in a little bit. It's just fact. You can't just move on. All right. Easy install is also super desirable. Yeah. So like, you know, like the ATI fixtures, I still had to drill holes in my ceiling mm -hmm. and stuff to hang that thing. There was no feet for them. There's still no feet mm. for them, but yeah. yeah, I have to hang it. Yep. And so uh, easy install of a, a mounting arm and a small LED puck, like a Kessel and that little uh, bendy gooseneck. Done. Oh, man, I did that in five minutes. Yeah. No drilling holes in the wall. <laughs> That's super, super nice. Uh, okay, super high par numbers are desirable. Yeah. You know, like center of the sun, you know. Mm. Uh, control over every channel is desirable. I want to be able to, like, I don't want just a. I want a red tank. I want a green bulbs. tank. Yeah. yeah. I want it like, oh, Christmas is green and red, <laughs> man. All I did kinds that of crazy too. stuff. Uh, however, None of what I just described grows corals better. No. -uh. None of it. None of it is good for the application of no. providing health and nutrient uh, uh, production and supporting photosynthesis. Nobody's in a talking tank. about it. There's None of that. Small factor. Does that help grow coral? No. Nope. Backward. Easy install. Does that help? I don't know. Yeah, kind don't of. Know. The super high par numbers. Negative. Opposite. Yeah. Every color under the under the sun. Mm -mm. No. Nope, uh, actually backward because you don't know which color or spectrum you're supposed to be using. Yeah. Full control over it. Or somebody has yeah. no idea, and they're not giving you instructions either. It's so. just hey, you can control eight channels. I, I don't know if you're catching my frustration with the time. <laughs> uh, it'll get better. I promise you. It's I promise you. It'll get better. Two weeks here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the biggest problem. Mm. Near zero guidance from the people making these lights on how to use them effectively to the application. You don't open a manual and says you're looking for this amount of par. If your tank is two feet mm. deep, you should run them at 30%. Mm -hmm. uh, you should get six of these for this size tank or one. Or the, where to slide all the sliders. I think the best you could find was go on the, the forums and find somebody who had the same lights that you did, 
probably completely different tank and setup and what have you, but they had the same lights and then ask them or see if they shared like what they had their settings at. It, intensity out the window, I just gonna set them to whatever you have, not compare it to my own application, and then hope for the best, cross my fingers. Have no idea why it's not working. Okay, ah. don't, don't be mad though. No. Uh, because it's not fair it's to be mad. It's not fair to be mad. Uh, because this was uh, an evolutionary leap in technology. Mm -hmm. No one knows. Uh, and that- We had just, to have a learning curve. Yeah, there's gonna be a learning curve. And, and mm -hmm. like, no one knew how to use these things. And the reality is we all wanted to use them. And so uh, it was just gonna take years to identify the best solutions. And to be frank, uh, the companies are also sell, forced to sell what you guys wanted to buy, including myself, uh, or go out of business. Example. Example, Illumina. They, they, they stopped buying because they weren't building modular. Yeah, so the Illumina went out of business because nobody wanted to buy it, even though uh, like it did, you know, large. I, was, I think it was probably the best light at the time. Come back five years later, and now we'd be we'd begging the Illumina or something like We're begging from the, for that type and of form factor from other reverse. people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't want that specific light, actually. No. Like, it spread out more. But the, but the idea behind similar it, to that. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so don't be mad at them because at the manufacturer because it just wasn't it wasn't real. It was an unreal expectation. But also part of the reason why we're having so little success is the people that were selling these things for the application largely didn't know how to use it for the application right. and didn't certainly weren't uh, nobody was telling anybody. But driven, we're all flipping switching to the guesses. Driven by the hobbyists. And I actually didn't write this down in here, but. In fact, even me, like I go to tour the uh, Kessel plant at one point, point in time, and uh, the guy gave me a tour, tells me about Kessel logic, and you can tune it to any spectrum and it will work. Mm. And like, I don't know if I laughed in his face or if I just laughed internally. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, whatever, man. Because I got all these switches and whatever. Yeah. And I'd later find out all they did is create this nice, you know, blue peak that's mm -hmm. appropriate for corals, and then you add in the white to make it look nice, so and I'm like, these guys actually did it like so long ago uh, <laughs> that they were the, definitely the first people to design a light to an application yep. and then give you the ability to use it and make it actually almost impossible to mess up. limit you so that you don't kill, like you have okay. less of a chance to kill coral. But not only did I not believe that, and most of the community didn't believe, uh, I think Kessel Logic at the time, it's really obvious now. Yeah. Uh, but like, who didn't want full control over all the switches? I wanted it. Yeah, we all did, <laughs> man, because it, I felt like fine-tuning. I felt Disco like I was gonna change the colors of all my, my corals. Was awesome. I'd later find out that those lights don't really change the colors of the corals that much. The, pro, the like, uh, color of the coral is the pigmentation. So promoting the health of the coral will cause it uh, generally to create uh, desirable color mm. pigmentation and fluorescent uh, protein production. Not, I can't, make it green because I turned it on green. Actually, all those colors that you like, uh, like yellow hard, and used. red, all yep. that so many of them are when blue light hits the fluorescent protein, it's re-emitted back out of the eye as green. So yep. turning green on doesn't actually turn it green. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's why when you turn on a lot of the blue lights in a, another tank and the corals don't actually have fluorescent proteins, everything just looks overtly blue. Right. It's because nothing in there has the, the fluorescent protein, mm. you know, for whatever reason. All right, so, uh, uh, is also near zero guidance from the people selling these ah, lights as well. We're guilty. 
BRS included. Yeah, guilty. Uh, just selling lights to you, but no recommendation on. I mean, we were trying a little bit, but like uh, I, I certainly didn't know all the secrets uh, at the time. Nobody did, yeah. man. So I don't know. But there's near zero guidance from the people selling these lights as well. BRS included. We are doing our best, uh, but it's not good enough, and. Uh, it would take years and years and effort on our end to get there. Yeah. I mean, we're using these things. We're showing the uh, results on camera. We're coming back to it years later uh, and uh, just doing the best we can. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we mentioned this already, but there are lots and lots of what I call quiet, quiet. failures. Yeah. Well, because nobody's going to jump on the forum and say, look at my tank I lost. I'll give you an example of one. Uh, uh, does anybody remember New York Steelio? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I used to watch all of his so videos. So New York Steelio hits me up one day, and he's like, you know, I want to switch over to Radiance, man. I want to switch over to Radiance. Mm -hmm. uh, can, I, uh, can you give me a deal? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a cost, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you never see him again. I and I think there was some uh, thing in his family, too, but yeah. for some other reason. But then he uh, tells me, he's like, yeah, man, like uh, I nuked most of my corals with these things. Oof. Okay, your YouTube channel, based on the tank that you produced, disappears when the tank disappears. Yeah, and I don't think. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he ever really. Nobody talked about really it. talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. So just because it's such a shame, and it's also an embarrassment. And the worst part of the embarrassment it's not is your I spent, it's not even my fault. I spent two grand to kill everything. <sighs> <laughs> That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, super tough, man. But and you're mad at the same time. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, and the, uh, you feel ashamed and all that other stuff, but you know, in reality, it's not, it's not even like, uh, can you blame yourself? No. Was, I had just as much understanding as anybody else had understanding as LEDs in the hobby. Okay, this is what we can blame, mm. actually. The entire community could have been more vocal about how much harder it was with LEDs, how many oh. failures were happening, so that the trailblazers could be trailblazers. Could. What it felt like is that LEDs were proven, these were the next great thing, they're super just as easy as everything else, yeah. you're a dummy if you haven't figured it out, I don't know why you suck at this. You get shamed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so like you didn't know that you were a trailblazer was the problem. You know, trailblazers, we say it all the time, get shocked in the back, they also find new lands. So that's the thing is like you have to want to be that person. If you don't know that you're a trailblazer and you are one, you're going to get shot in the back four or five times because you haven't learned how to duck yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you're not watching for it and right. trying to tune. You know, yeah. You're just kind of plugging stuff in. <laughs> and we also learned later on the human eye is a terrible, terrible. par. Terrible. The uh, worst. It, in fact, actually, the par wars is the worst thing because the human eye, generally brightness actually looks better. Yeah. So uh, to the human eye, when you crank these things all up, and I spent two grand on it, why am I going to turn it down to 35%? Yeah, <laughs> that's true, too. Uh, that's like buying a Ferrari and then installing a 55 million, uh, mil, uh, uh, mile per hour limiter on it. No, man. Never. No, they, <laughs> they should take that Ferrari away from you. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Man. So uh, I'd say that the success rates now, if I had to guess going back in time in my mind. Oh, back pre-52 yeah. weeks. With uh, T5s and halides and all that kind of stuff, I don't know, somewhere near 95%. Uh, with LEDs, 25. I, I think that big a difference. I'd say that's pretty fair. Yeah, I, I would say three and mm -hmm. four are having 
various degrees of major struggles with these things. So I, now, you know, if I think back to my own tanks, I, st I started with T5s, I had T5s on some of my frag tanks, I had great success, great looking corals, I ran over to Radions, no idea how to set them up or anything like that, struggled. When I, came, when I moved here and reset up a whole new tank, I didn't think about anything else, and I was, uh, even like up until a couple years ago, still die hard on the T5 train. Because I've had so, so much success from it, and it was easy, and I didn't get it when I picked up LEDs. Like, it didn't click for me that I didn't get the same success. Why would I go back? Mm hmm Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, well, when you're so, pot committed, man, I spent two grand. Oh, I, that's, I can't yeah. go back to this. You can't go back to T5s? T5s, are you kidding me? No, plus, I, look at my, oh, look at me, I'm cool. I got As cool a lot lights. of us end up going back to T5s, or at least supplementing with. A lot of us. Because it yeah. works. So, tw yeah, 25%, I'd, I'd be part of that 25%. Yeah, I'd be outside of that 25% oh. successful. Okay, that was my last point of 2004 to 2015. Ah. Uh, Purchase defense Super. is strong. Super strong. Yeah, the force is with you. Like, uh, I see it in you, Padawan. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the arguments over yeah, which one. I spent two grand on it. I've done my evaluation. It has to be better. 100%. Or, or everything I did was wrong. I'll go to the grave. Yeah. <laughs> you did, actually. Yeah, actually, uh, Sadly, yeah. uh, your pets paid for it. Uh, okay. All right. So, this is now... 2015. 52 weeks. 52 of weeks of reefing. And so, for those of you who don't know it, uh, what happened in uh, 52 weeks of reefing is, you know, it's like writing, you know, your memoirs or a diary or something. Yeah. You know, the process of thinking about your life and writing it down makes you learn so much about yourself, mm. you know? And like, in a way that if you're just kind of remembering it, it doesn't really, you don't process it. But when you write something down, mm. man, like you check for accuracy and you start to see how things weave together, that's what happened in like uh, 52 mm. weeks of reefing is, all right, I mean, I'm starting fresh every week. It's like, all right, we're gonna talk about filtration media now. What is everything I know about filtration media? Let's write it all down. Then I'm gonna go to my guys and say, okay, this is what I got so far. Mm -hmm. Help mm -hmm. me think about some other things I've already missed. How are some unique applications There's of this? So many uh, aha uh, moments in that process yeah. too. And then before you know it, you've written like, uh, I mean, these are like half hour episodes. It's like a term paper on carbon, you yeah. know? And you're like, man. I didn't know there was so much to be known about carbon. Good you know? job, Dave, on whipping those out every week, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was one of the hardest things of my life. Somebody who doesn't know reefing, Dave. Every uh, week it out. Yeah. To, to, to just start that gauntlet? Spill a 10 page. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Okay, so that was one of the things about lighting, the same thing. Like, and this one got five weeks, actually. So we kind of did oh, the right. idea of yep. lighting, then we did each in type of lighting Metal so you could figure it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. T5 right. LED. Okay, so in that spirit, it's time to up the game. It's not about what light is best. It's about what do the corals need, mm. right? It's kind of a turning point and in the conversation. two ways to go about what the corals need. Yep. One is emulate the light sources that produce the best results before us. T5 and metal halide. Which I will tell you is the best way, even though everybody's doing the second one here. Okay. Uh, the second one is emulate a natural ocean reef. High par. 
Yeah, so there's a bunch of reasons why this is wrong. One of them is because uh, somebody's measuring uh, high par at the equator at noon uh, at the best time of the year with zero pollution. Mm -hmm. Found out it's you know 1500 par. That must be the number, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not true. So uh, there's a bunch of reasons that's not true, and we'll tell you later about them. But uh, uh, the reason why number one is actually would it is and would have been more helpful historically proven yeah lights. emulate the light sources that produce the best results instead of using these leds to go recreate the sun mm. let's use the leds to recreate the technology that was already producing the results i mean in 95 plus percent plug it in and it works let's use the leds first to have fixed uh, to emulate that then if you want to go farther feel uh, free feels like uh, I could I could see a lot of people feeling like that. That is a step backward for what we're trying to do with when LEDs are coming out. Why, why, why would I go emulate the T5 and the metal halide of the past? Like I'm LEDs not, is the new frontier. I'm not emulating dinosaur technology. I'm emulating the light distribution that why worked before worked. using a different yeah. light source. Yep. Why they worked exactly? Yeah, why they worked? I'm not trying to like turn my LED into a halide bulb. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to turn my LED into a T5. I'm trying to figure out how what were they was were 95% of people who used them were successful. How do I create that? What was it about that light distribution, yeah. strength, and spectrum, yeah. and like uh, that made that successful? Let's recreate that using LEDs. Mm. So we went about it wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, that, but I, I figured this out at this point. Uh, yeah. uh, all right. So the first thing we did is share what makes uh, a good light source. And uh, this okay. is 52 so, weeks. Yeah. So. so what makes a good light source? And we do an episode on that. And so we just talk about you know, all the things that we know about light, like how light reacts in the ocean, how light, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, the different light sources we're using, and what's worked in the past, mm -hmm. what do we know about it, well, blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm -hmm. And like some of the things are starting to come together for me. And, and like uh, around this point in time, uh, I'm sitting on a beach uh, in Hawaii, reading Julian's book, Yeah. you know, uh, light, uh, like uh, volume three. And he's talking about the different types of light in here. And like one of them is the sun, one's the sky, and one's uh, shimmer lines, oh, and one's okay. ambient light or something that comes out the, sun, up the sand. And up until that point, mm. I thought for sure the sun was the primary source of light for the corals. And in this book, it, it kind of talks about you know, the sky and that how the sun is actually, when it hits the, the earth, it, uh, the atmosphere, the atmosphere breaks up the light, turns it you know, blue, mm -hmm. uh, and then illuminates the earth. And you can kind of, I, I got another point where we talk about this later, but you can kind of see this picture here real quick. Yeah. Okay, so it's gonna illuminate the earth, right? All right, so you can actually see like what here is you know, providing more light. Is it the sky? Or the sun, right. and the sun is obviously illuminating the sky. So, I like you know right. that. But what happens, just for reference point, right. when the sun goes behind a cloud? Dark. It doesn't actually get that much darker. Not much dark. It's no. not like complete blackness. Like no. if the sun was the only point of light, it would go black. Okay. 
So the next morning, I go out on a snorkeling trip at like 6 a.m. and it's super, super dark. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, well, we're not gonna be able to see crap, man. No way, because the sun's not out. As soon as I put my face in the water, man, right. I was like, uh, actually, not that much different uh, than uh, most of the artists of the day. And like, I put my head up, I'm like, oh man, the sky is illuminating the earth. The diffuser. Yeah, and it's illuminate, illuminate from all directions. Mm. And it was like. I needed that book, you know, and like that thought process from Julian, and then that moment in time to actually experience it and understand how this goes together. And then somebody in the beach shamed me for reading like textbooks on the beach. I, sh I should be on vacation. <laughs> you should be on yeah, vacation. A total stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you reading on the beach? I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, All right. Okay. So then we go on after that. Now we under we go to this episode. We describe why, what the different light is, right. and how it makes up the earth. Then we go on and we talk everything I know about T fives, everything we know about halides. Each one only twenty plus minute episode. Yeah. Everything we know about LEDs. LEDs. Everything we know about T five uh, hybrids and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that you can pick your own. Yeah. Right? Like it's not a uh, go buy LEDs or else. Yeah. It's not go buy halides or you're a dummy. It's, man, here's what we're trying to achieve. Here's the different technologies to achieve it. Pick the one that's best for you. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't know. I felt really good about that. I felt like there was an evolution of the conversation at, at that well, moment that, in time. It, seems, it sounds like a turning point for what you were saying is there was zero thought on what the coral needs and what we're trying to achieve mm -hmm. versus what we want. And then this was the turning point of, oh, what do these things need that we're trying to keep alive? Now, stop thinking about my desire for small form factor. Yeah. Start thinking about the animal we're trying to keep alive with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we share what makes a good light. Okay, LEDs are, uh, uh, however, at that point in time, LEDs are clearly the future. There's no question. Like the the ship is sailed. Yeah, uh, it's coming. Oh, people are not buying the brand new halide setups. People are still buying halide bulbs for the yep. old setups. Yeah. Uh, like almost nobody is buying a halide reflector these days. Like at this point. I mean, you can I, prove it because you're selling the stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I can prove it because people are coming down to my office all the time telling me. Ryan, let's get rid of all the halide stuff because it's it doesn't moving. sell. It Nobody doesn't. ever mm -hmm. buys it. And it's just taking up tons of room here. And I'm like, no, man, how can we be a reefing company that doesn't that, have halides? No. <laughs> that was my answer. Like, I didn't care if it sold or not. Yeah. Like, figure out something else. Eventually, we relented because it's like, okay, this hasn't sold in 18 months. It's uh, there's got to be room. We got room for stuff that people actually want to buy because yep. now we're full. Yep. You know, and so we got to make a decision. Mm. All right. Okay, so why is LEDs, so by the way, trailblazers, thank you very much because uh, you should be appreciated because you are taking risks that other people aren't taking mm -hmm. uh, and you're the reason why today the LEDs are totally different than they are then and the information that we know about them. So thank you very much. Mm. Uh, but why are LEDs better? Why is all of this crap worth this discussion, right? Okay, so I tell you now, uh, we start to know this uh, then is zoning. I can start to create areas for a mixed tank where some of the areas are like 300 par and some of them are closer to 100. Mm -hmm. uh, so that makes them better for mixed tank and adjustables. You can make the edges of the tank brighter, what I, we'd find with like T5s. Spacing. Yeah, T5s, like the ends of the bulbs are just dimmer than the center. And in the center, all the light intersects with itself mm -hmm. on the outside. So with LEDs, we can actually make an even coat of light if you wanted to. 
Uh, you know, you can, uh, this is also a tool that can be tuned perfectly, where the other one was just kind of like, get you close. Yeah. Uh, some spectrums may very well prove to be more valuable in the future, so this is kind of uh, the final frontier uh, to some degrees. Mm. Usability reasons, uh, heat is now a thing of the past. Halides was everybody had to have a chiller, which is a whole brand new source of risk on your tank. Yeah. Uh, leaky, uh, tons of noise, takes for, up heat. For some people, that was the defining, like the main one of the main reasons was heat, especially like in the southern states and whatnot, yeah. where heat is an issue. Uh, even here in Minnesota, heat is the only reason why I never really had a serious halide tank. Yeah, I think I just, so. Um, I don't want to deal with that. Mm. I don't want chillers. I don't want the noise from it. I don't want the complexity. Uh, okay, so uh, visual color, so you can change it to some degree. Uh, there's no hazardous waste to get rid of. Mm. You don't have to the pain in the butt of changing bulbs out and cleaning reflectors and but all that, that stuff. The visual color is uh, uh, an interesting point, too, because there's with the introduction of like uh, L with LEDs in those in some specific you know uh, phosphorescent uh, uh, spectrum ranges, might not be there might be some cor some color pop and pigmentation that we were never able to see or hardly could see with T5s and how it's like you think mm -hmm. of the ATI blue plus bulb. And it doesn't make corals pop like a, like a 450 nanometer LED bulb or no. LED. Yeah, you can add in a very specific peak where fluorescence or something mm -hmm. can really come out. Yeah, and that's desirable. You, you can also do people. it in ratio to the other things. Like, mm -hmm. So a lot of times like that, that ATI Blue Plus bulb has that kind of like Windexy teal yeah. color to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it doesn't really have that pop and then when Eric is kind of really blended, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so uh, easier mounting at options. Uh, there's a smaller For form LEDs, factor, yeah. and, but you, and you can still use that smaller form factor correctly. Yep. Uh, there's a they're lower profile for hoods, so like if you want to have a hood that's only eight inches tall with lights, and it's you know you now have a 12 inch hood. If I wanted to have those giant reflectors in there, you know you could have a you know two and a half foot tall hood. Yeah, just to hide them. Super high, you know, mm -hmm. just to hide these things. So uh, the heat is, the again, not an issue. Yeah. There's also cost and electrical and all other stuff that if you want to do the math on, you can. But <laughs> I actually don't feel like that ever materializes. Uh, all right. So uh, why all that crap, all this stuff, you know, why so is it? Are we making an argument for why LEDs are... A, yeah, a better technology. Those are the reasons why, like, we keep going back to LEDs. Right, right, right. right? Okay. And like, those are the advantages of it. Yeah. Notice none of, very few of them are about the coral's health. Still, I, I don't. <laughs> there's those, yeah. Uh, but none. those are the but reasons. Those are the argument points. Okay. So here's the problem, man. Is uh, it doesn't matter if you like. Uh, T5s, halides, LEDs, or what end of the spectrum of the conversation you're on. Yeah. LEDs are the future, and this is why. Mm. Halide bulbs are doomed. Hmm. Doomed, man. They right. will, they're going to go away. They're all on a limited life. In fact, today, they might have already produced the last run of these things, and we're just riding the last wave of inventory. I don't know that to be true, but it's quite possible. In that 
the writing was on the wall that uh, they that there was not enough demand for halide bulbs. That yeah. there's no reason to produce them anymore. Look at how many have gone away. Mm. XM was like probably one of the most popular ones gone mm. away. Mm. All kinds of these. I think a couple of them gone away and came back. You know, somebody yeah. else decided to buy enough of them to pick it up or whatever. But uh, fluorescent bulbs also doomed. You know, you can't buy VHOs anymore. No, no. You can't buy the PC ones. Uh, some of the bulb manufacturers of the T5s have actually gone away. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cap, I think, was one of them. Mm. You know, uh, all right. This is the reason why this is inevitable. Like, it doesn't matter what your feelings are on this. This is the uh, irrevocable truth. Uh. The aquarium reefing industry does not support a T5 bulb production plant. No, not when you look up in your office and you see all these T5s and some, and you go to like some newer offices being built uh, and newer lighting technology going into those offices, that the, the number one money maker for T5 bulbs is right up here above us. Yeah, so there's a giant plant at GE and some of the other ones yeah. out there that are making T5 bulbs. And the demand for those things is shrinking by the day. Outside and assuming, of the reefing like, And reefing bulbs are totally irrelevant to, I mean, like, those not even a fraction item. of a fraction of 1%. You know? <laughs> for a company that big. Yeah, yeah. so as soon as they're done, same thing with halide. I mean, who's using halide bulbs today? The horticulture industry is done with them now. Because they're on LEDs. Yeah, yeah. they're on, like... Uh, street lights are done with them. LEDs. Like, like yeah. there's nobody using halide bulb technology for anything anymore. So the people that they didn't make these just for reefing. It was a plant that made yeah. bulbs and they tuned it to this purpose. Yeah, reefing was the probably the smallest yeah. that they were uh, making for. So uh, I, I will also hear tell you that like I read an article uh, not that long ago that uh, in Europe, you know, they're going to ban T5 bulbs. You know, they've, uh, been, they've yeah. been trying to ban anything that contains mercury forever. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, most of the T5 bulbs that are made for a reefing are made in Europe. And they're trying to ban them. Yeah. Uh, and, like, they're, I got, like, there's some big countries that are just going to say, I'm done. I'm done. I just yeah. use LED. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, I, I think that's got a short lifespan. It's, if you, you can read some, some of the tea leaves here, and that's probably where this is going in. So as a T5, if you've been watching videos uh, from BRS, you know I love T5s. Mm-hmm. I've been using them for ages. I, I, I wouldn't even gravitate away from LEDs all the way yeah. in most cases. Mix them with yeah. T5s. And, and so I'm telling you now, I don't think I would invest in T5 fixtures from my own tanks because I know the bulbs and stuff have a limited lifespan. Uh, like I, I unless I'm heavy. unless I'm willing to tear it out and you know start over at some point. That's heavy. So I don't mm. know. That that's my own personal opinion. It depends on the cost. You know, like if I buy an aquatic life fixture, the thing was three hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, like, but if I had to like drill and modify my whole hood and all the whole thing, like I'm just going to pick a longer term option probably. Uh, all right. So uh, some will grasp onto the glory years. Uh, but new reefers will probably change with the rest of the world. So there's those of us that, me included, yeah. that have used T5 so successfully in the past. And just hang on to them. You included, like, I too. Am, I am in the same. I was still nope. starting to turn now, but yeah. I, I know what the T5 can do. Well, just hold on to that. But new reefers, man, I don't know anybody that's brand new to reefers that's... Con- is like considering I mean, you have to, meta- like you break their arm to consider metal halide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you get a uh, brand new reefer. And, yeah. Some uh, are interested in it, uh, but 
very okay. small percentage. So I guess that I'm in the middle of that uh, because yeah. I've been grasping onto T5s. Well, acceptingly, your uh, LEDs are a partial solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you've seen that LED. Uh, I've been using LEDs as the primary light in all kinds of applications. And then I use the T5s as fill light uh, to eliminate shadows and wrap the corals in light. And it's been successful. I, like, Nothing has touched the success that I've got. From yeah, that. with LED T5 hybrid. Yeah, which ultimately landed on like what we're looking at here behind mm-hmm. us, and the decision for the 160. Yeah, and even I'm not tearing it off of here. Would I, if I was doing it today, would I do it differently? Quite possibly. Yeah, but there's no way I'm gonna take it off here. It's it's, it's doing a really good job, man. It's, it's uh, done so this. like I would not risk changing right. that. If, they, if it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, you know what, you can show, this is what that looks like actually, the first uh, rendition of it. Yeah. So we decided to go AP700s, which is essentially, you know, I didn't know at the time, but kind of like halides, a small little light source that Mm -hmm. produces a lot of shimmer, Mm -hmm. and then filled in with uh, banks of T5s. Uh, and you know that's what the solution looks like. It, the light source is basically the same size as the tank, yep. and wraps everything in light in the whole tank. And uh, ultimately, Believe you know, to be the best for the corals. I don't know. You can look behind us uh, and decide because, whether or not work? you think it works. Because it's still there today, except yeah. for now it's A360Xs, which is almost the same. Yeah, we've thing. changed out the LEDs at various times, like. It's always been Kessels yeah. because we like the halide like uh, mm-hmm. light from it, but yeah, I don't know. It's always been you know roughly the the same there. So uh, I don't know uh, if I thought about it again. I don't think I thought about it this way at the time, but the Kessels are very halide like. You know, if you think about the halides as a, it's not a bulb, it's a tiny it's little a one inch point thing. of light. Yeah, yeah. With a huge reflector. Yeah, it produces a lot of light and it creates a lot of shimmer. Uh, and Kessels. it's a wide angle like it's a tube. It's just uh, there's a lot of similarities, and and that's why mm. you know you can p- couple them with uh, T5s and see very similar results as that old kind of gold mm. standard. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, that's what we found back then. That 50, was 2015. Fi- just the 52 weeks of repeat. 2015. <sighs> Here we sit today, though, in 2020. 2020. What do we know today? A lot. I know so much I feel more, like man. I feel like talked about. Uh, I know more about reef tank lighting than I ever would have dreamed in my entire life. Specifically, what doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? uh, and you know, that's often the thing. I you mean, learn what does work by finding out what doesn't. I, mean, I could. Uh, I can almost now look at any light before seeing, uh, before testing it, measuring it, and doing whatever and have a really good concept of how it's going to perform, what it's going to look like, uh, mm-hmm. if, is it going to meet some standards. Uh, I can snap judgment. Once easy. in a while we get a surprise. Yeah. But I would tell you that yeah. between you, uh, me, and Brent, I, mean, I can almost guess the par coming out of these mm-hmm. things, knowing based on the watts uh, of the, uh, the power supply, looking, looking at the at lens the, design, yeah. I can almost guess how this is going to perform with 80% accuracy <laughs> before ever you plugging it in now. Uh, yeah. Actually, because we, we've done so, so many, many power them. measurements, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. The one that caught us off guard, though, was definitely the XHOs. Yeah. Yeah. That was just... I don't know why, because you look... You know, it's because we hadn't tested anything like that up to that date. No. 
And then when you think about you know the size that you're trying to illuminate, multiples of them to get feel fill light, it's like, well, duh, we could have guessed that. Okay. Well, duh, a panel of these things, which is about the same size as a panel of T5s, actually performs very similar or actually better mm -hmm. than a panel of T5s. Well, huh, really? Yeah. Because I could have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, well, anyway. It's the uh, surprise all right. of the year. Yeah, so all right. 2020, 2020 here this we is sit. what we know today. Randy now has and investigates for almost every light we sell. There's a lot of them. So that thing that I said uh, in one of those sheets back there where... Uh, as a retailer, we haven't yeah. taken our honest on helping people be successful. No. I don't feel that way anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, uh, quite frankly, I feel like we're thought leaders in the lighting space, mm -hmm. at least in terms of being a retailer and not just selling something to somebody who wants to buy it, but helping people select the right solution mm -hmm. for what they want and then help them use it successfully afterward yeah. to the application. Not pointing to which one's best, which one's gonna make the most money, which one's gonna do this, but if you decided to go with any one of these options, here's how you should use it for your coral's health, for your pet's yeah. health. So you can now watch uh, Randy's Investigates. Yes, mm. it's like 30 minutes on every one of them about Dad every known heavy. aspect. But the part that changed uh, somewhere way through uh, some of these things is at the end, he gives very distinct recommendations. If you have these common sized tanks, yeah. run it this way. Yep, yeah. These settings. Based on what we've uh, seen. And that was the thing, man. It was really hard, actually, because that back was, then we were like, struggle with giving direct advice. It's scary. You want to you want to make sure everybody's covered and CYA and all this other stuff, but yep. telling somebody put your intensity here, set your colors to here, very direct advice, hard to do. It's scary, man. Yeah. It's scary to to give that distinct of advice in reefing. A cuz maybe uh, it's not right. But B, because so many people so many are willing to attack you about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I did what you said, and it yeah. didn't work. It killed my or, all of my... Or no, I did something different to you, and mine works. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, 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 That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so it's scary to give that kind of distinct advice uh, in this hobby. Yeah. Right? But it doesn't matter. It needs to be done. It needs, like, the people that are buying these things, we can't have 75% failure anymore. Oh, it's like, it's, it's with anything else you use, too, I guess. I'm trying to draw a parallel what I use in my own life that uh, I'm not looking for. I mean, it's interesting to see all the specs and the performance and this and that about something I'm going to buy. But at the end of the day, just tell me how to use it. Like, just give me some advice on how to use it. Like, I'll digest all that data, you know, if I want to, and be really nerdy and geeky about it. But at the end of the day, just tell me what to do with it, how to use it, and I can go on my merry way. It's almost like like radio-controlled planes. Eh. Like, I don't care about specs, man. Tell me how I don't. I can go out and use it once and not crash it. <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah, that's that's true. what I want to know the most yeah. important thing. I don't want to. I spent a lot of money on this, and I don't want to crash. If they sold me all that garbage, and then they didn't tell me anything about not crashing it, and, and then, then I go crash, and crash it. it. You're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> At least you didn't kill animals that way. Uh, all right. Ew. So uh, Master Lighting Series also comes out in 2020. Mm -hmm. So that one's my series. Uh, hopefully you can go find it somewhere. That's but really good. It's on our uh, channel page. In this case, I also take a leap forward 
and I take all the information that we provided, we break it mm. up into everything you know about PAR, everything you need to know about spread, S spectrum, spectrum, even mastering using a PAR meter. Yep. Uh, coloration. Uh, coloration. Yeah, that's if you don't watch coloration, that's because you don't maybe, care what colors your corals are. Maybe we are. should point to that at the end. That's a good episode. Yeah. So now we have <laughs> these master series, which is definitely a step up from you know the 52 weeks of reefing. Mm. This is diving in deeper and giving mm. way more detailed, uh, definitive information. There should be a reefing degree after you finish <laughs> that course. This is a little nerdy. <laughs> uh, so be it. Uh, but it's good to have the information. It's good to have the app, exactly. We also have the, more recently, we have the lighting showdown. The price per par. Yeah, so this is one of the things that like, a lot of people behind the scenes tell me, we don't usually do this, we almost always just discuss mm. a product you know, based on like its own merits against itself and its price point. Never really one against another. Yeah, I don't yeah. really want to like burn all the, the vendors, but so many people are like, I don't want to know about just that thing. I want you to know, like, do you think the Radeon's better than the AI? Mm. Do you think the Kessel's better than the AI? That's a you, would, Which one of these question. would you use? And finally, like, I relented. Right, and like, all right, dude, let's do this showdown thing. Let's talk about them all in the same thing. Let's give a handful of things. Let's talk about them. Uh, we were able to talk, in, we were able to compare them directly with each other because we had similar data for every single light. Mm -hmm. So we set them up in, in the same way for every single light. We approached their testing. Uh, so now you have a baseline that you can compare each other on. That was fair. You know why I know that it was successful? Because there was a lot of feedback. Yeah, because every single Just one of the, the lighting bear. manufacturers told me they didn't like it. You poked the bear. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't one that's like, uh, oh man, yeah. thank you. That's how I knew it was fair, actually, in the end. It's like, I, I got so many phone calls of, uh, I can't of believe it. F you, Ryan. <laughs> and that wasn't that bad. But like, I got I got a phone call from every last one of them yep. telling me uh, <laughs> they would have liked to see a different, it different, I guess. success then. Uh, so, yeah, I would call that a success. Yeah. I would call it uh, some I don't know if I'd do again because I don't really want to burn all those relationships yeah. that way. <laughs> anyway, I mean, so, so I surprising know. how the price per part turned out, too. Well, that was actually the, well, that was the part, man, where we hear all these people talk about this thing's more expensive than that thing, and it's based on par and all this other stuff. This one produces more par. And when we did the price per par, which is take the like total average par over a two-foot grid, divide it by the price, and now I have actually the price per par, and like the conversation was like, yo, the Radeon's so expensive, blah, 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 it's a total ripoff. It's one of the cheapest five. Yeah, we find that's the third lowest cost, lowest per, par, cost per par, and actually even better because the blue means you run them all at 100%. Basically meaning, cost per par meaning that you're actually getting what you paid for. That was the most shocking thing of the entire showdown was learning that if what you're paying for is par, then the Radeon is the third and fourth cheapest option on the market. Mm. Uh, and like now, because the Radeon G4 is no longer a laser beam, it's the widest angle light oh, yeah. that we tested by far, yep. uh, with like 80%, at the top of the tank, 80% of the parlor uh, is uh, the same on the outside as it is in the dead center underneath the light. At like, I think it was like eight inches out the tank. And so completely different form factor. Yeah, but I don't know, man. You know, right. I, oh, we found something very, very different. Uh, so you can go watch the showdown if you want to see them all compared against each other. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever four, do that again. Four live episodes. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, okay. 
So now it's fair to hold both the manufacturers and the retailers accountable at this point. Yeah. At, at 2020. Where we sit today. It's a fair to hold the resellers and the manufacturers accountable to build a product that works to the application and then show you how to use it. That, it just makes sense when it comes out of your mouth. Like, mm -hmm. Why, why do we accept why, that otherwise? Yeah, why did we accept that before? Okay. Yeah. It's not 2004 anymore. No. Expecta expectations are just higher. Uh, I think they should be. Uh, I, I, I beg all of you to come along with me because it's in the best of all of our interests to have that demand from uh, both BRS but also from the manufacturers. I can't just sell, make a product. I have to show you how to use it to do the thing. It's mm. like, and it has to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if it, we want, so we've now crossed the bridge, we've jumped over the gap that uh, LEDs are a thing, uh, it's going, it is the future. Uh, and we had a 95% success rate using those older technologies, there's no reason why we should, have, should not have the same success rate using LEDs. Okay, so this is why. It's 100% clear now what makes a good light. Yep. We all know I it. I think we've landed on the it. The industry knows it. Yep. There might be some reasons why they won't agree, but they're largely because they want to sell something mm. uh, or they don't want to redesign something, mm. you know, uh, or they don't want to like uh, disrupt the market. But there the data is, is overwhelming. Overwhelming data, just like like blatant slap you in common the face. sense, yeah, yeah stuff yeah, here yeah, yeah. that uh, it's a hundred percent clear what makes a good light now. Okay, so the first one is soft diffused light mm. that wraps an object in light. This was a really good way to understand all of the lighting technologies that we've had was comparing it in this way, mm. in these three different ways. So soft diffused light means that I got this uh, coral here, light's hitting it from all angles, top, the left, yeah. the right, everywhere, just blanketed and coated it in light, mm. right? Sun and the sky. All right, so yeah, yeah, again, and then, you know, we had a, in that spread mm -hmm. spectrum uh, master series, we talked about soft diffused light, versus spotlights, which are a fairly narrow cone of light, Almost and then laser beam floodlights. Like and then a soft flood, or a diffused floodlight or whatever. What you'll find with most LEDs is that they're all what I describe as a wide angle floodlight. Yep. Uh, and you're gonna see in a minute why it might seem like that would work, uh, but, uh, and it does when you combine multiples together, but you gotta really think intelligently how you're gonna create this. Mm. All right, so this again is the sky. So let's just look at it again. Yeah. This is a reef, you know. Here's the sky. Here's what Soft happens when we get rid of the light. sky. Oh, yeah. If you get rid of the sky, hmm. single point of light. Gets awfully dark. Yeah. And the lights are only coming from one direction. Yeah. Only uh, one part of the coral is getting hit at any part of the time, and it changes rapidly as it goes throughout the day. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is why... Uh, you know, you, you think this, the skylight and the sun. Mm. Uh, and that you see this in applications outside of reefing. We're looking like, at it right here. Yeah, we're, the studio light. So the studio light, uh, if you want to create, uh, illuminate something without tons of shadows, uh -huh. the like light needs to be the size of the object you're trying to illuminate. Big, huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah like these lights here uh, that I'm looking There's at right like now are probably three and a half, yeah, three three and a half by four feet yeah. uh, big. And there's two of them. 
Uh, and then we also have ceiling lights on as well. <laughs> uh, these uh, are, you know, giant soft boxes who wrap uh, mm -hmm. Randy's uh, face in light. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay, remember T5s? T5s. Did the same thing. Same thing. They were the size of the tank. Yep, the, the light source was the size mm. of the object it's time trying to illuminate to get rid of shadows. Mellow halides, too. Not just from the single point of the bulb, the reflectors were giant. So the reflectors, to be effective, were uh, really, really mm. big. You know, yeah. so all the popular reflectors for halides were huge, uh, and so most of the, the lights were recessed inside. So a lot of light that's shooting off the sides, definitely all the light that's shooting up out of this bulb, all being refracted back down yeah. into the tank mm. in this giant square. Uh, and these lights are that size, and so you can see it in photography here too. So, so this technology is prior. Yeah, you, you, lighting technology. They understand it in this. In they understand it in these other industries where we're not really catching onto it yet till like this year. Well, yeah, in the horticulture industry too. But like this was a good one. I just uh, took off. I think of YouTube or something. But like there's this giant light that's way bigger than her. And if you're only going to use one light, that's kind of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. However, there's different. Uh, there's like what they call like three point lighting or something like that in, in uh, uh, photography, which is the next one. So if you're going to use a wide-angle floodlight, yeah. you need to use a whole bunch of intersecting ones to create the same image. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, so that's how we're you know doing it with uh, today's like uh, modules and pucks. Is this? They're smaller. They're not these big, giant, three foot by four foot box lights. They're smaller, you know, one foot by one foot, which makes sense because we've got small modular LEDs. But we find I think of the AI Prime. Yep. We think of one AI Prime over the one hundred and twenty gallon tank. It's not touching all of that whatsoever, but you put eight of them on there and spread them out. Yeah, that's what it, when it comes to, you know, so that's what we're, we're doing now is you're using a bunch of different light sources yeah. to create that uh, same effect. You see it in horticulture now too. So horticulture used to use giant halide reflectors for the same purpose, uh, to wrap the plant in light. Mm -hmm. Not all that different than a coral. Uh, then when they finally switched to other lights, what they did is use a soft floodlight, but they put it, you know, six feet above uh, the plants, uh, if not higher, and then tons of combined floodlights yeah. that eventually create one soft uh, light that's uh, larger yeah. than its entity, so that it's trying to illuminate. Mm. So uh, it's really obvious now. There's no question to this. No, like, it's not for debate. It, it's not up for debate, we man. Don't, we understand what works. It's a photosynthetic organism that does not do well when you shade Spotlight. it, when its neighbors shade it, or it when it shades itself. itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so not up for the debate anymore. Large fixture mul or multiple spot, uh, spotlights mm -hmm. or floodlights. Well, so it, one or the other. You can pick either pattern. You can pick a big giant T5 more. bank, or you can pick modular, a bunch of modular ones. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't matter if it's T5s or LEDs, by the way, either. Soft diffuse light is soft diffuse light. So it's not that LEDs has some, you know, T5 has some kind of magic phosphor in there. <laughs> no. Uh, it doesn't matter. No. So, like, uh, for instance, you can use, you know, T5 or LED strips to replace T5 strips. It's essentially it's, doing the same thing. I know. Somebody's like, why would you ever, you know, add LEDs to LEDs? Yeah. Actually, Jason asked that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not doing that, man. What I'm doing is taking a wide-angle uh, spotlight and supplementing it with a uh, soft diffuse light. A bunch of little LEDs. Yeah, so it's not LED, LED. 
it's spotlight diffused light mm -hmm. and to create the uh, the desired the look that I, yeah, the I same want. Thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna see if I actually share this somewhere. Okay, well you can see actually how I did it in, in my own house now. So uh, here's a photo. So you have the Kessels that are those wide angle yep. uh, spot or uh, floodlights, and then I'm using the XHOs uh, to do light. the fill. Yeah. And you'll notice that the combined entity of all of that is about the same size as the object I'm trying to illuminate. I'm 100% confident that this is going to produce the results Using that I want. today's technology to match what we did before. Yeah, I'm not doing a, and now I'm gonna have to go install new T5s. I don't have to clean the T5 reflectors anymore. I don't have to get rid of the bulbs. I'm not limited way, yeah. to uh, just the color offerings of those things. So I don't know, that is uh, what I installed there. It's still got a little bit of work to do, but uh, you can see where it's going. All right, uh, all right. Uh, so the, another one of the types of light that, that we talk about again is the sun. And this is where you know, you're like uh, talking about getting your 1200 par in the midday. Yeah. But you know, one of the things is uh, there was just like some kind of crazy assumption that the corals did the best at midday. Oh. You yeah. know, that's what we're looking for is the highest possible strength. So I watched a bunch of uh, videos by Dana Riddle. Dana Riddle, yeah. And he showed that actually many of the corals, like the ones that we keep, actually defending uh, themselves yeah they yeah. do the best in the first few hours they have the highest rates of photosynthesis mm -hmm. in the first few hours of the day in the last few hours of the day and in the middle of the day it's actually you know defending itself yeah, from purposely slowing uh, rates of photosynthesis down so it doesn't poison itself mm. and bleach and so when you look at the par numbers and ranges in the mid early mornings or the late of the days Three to you know upwards of like five hundred. Yeah, I don't know. So that's super strong light from the from the sun. Uh, maybe it's desirable. Maybe it's not. But I can tell you this: based on uh, performance of just T five tanks, unnecessary. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have that like uh, stop super spotlight high. of the sun. Yeah. Okay, shimmer lines are an interesting one too. So shimmer lines, uh, we talk a lot about them from a perspective of looking nice and adding a sense of rhythm and movement. Caustic but, lights. Yeah, what they're really doing. Uh, from a lighting perspective also. Magnified. Yeah, they're taking like the sun mm -hmm. uh, and the sun hits a ripple on the surface of the water and then magnifies yeah. it. And that's why it's super bright light. Yeah. Uh, that even against uh, the background of fairly bright light looks really intense. So I've got this coral that mm -hmm. can't move, can't do anything, and hundreds of times a day getting hit with super hot, high, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of uh, uh, thought processes out there why that might be valuable, it might not be. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I, I have come to the determination that it is not a necessary component of success in a reef tank. Because you can, you can use T5s, which have mm -hmm. zero caustic lines, and get success. Uh, it's necessary for me to want to look at it, <laughs> uh, but it, uh, from, a, from a health perspective, uh, there might be benefits. I'm not going to say mm. that that's not true because I don't know don't the know. answer. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever definitively know. It's probably going to be a belief structure, yeah. not a fact. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that I do know for sure you can have monumental success without them. Yeah. You know, it's repeatable. Been uh, it's been people yeah. have been doing it for years. Everybody who owns an ATI Sun Power has proven it, which is a lot of people. All right. Yeah. Par. 
Uh, LPS range in as much of the tank as possible. And refresh my mind, I was going to go back and make sure I had the exact range. But I think oh, it's LPS like... LPS is 75 to 150. 75 to 150 I've, I've in as so much of the tank as possible. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty simple. Well, so, I mean, and people are like, wow, I've got 300 and I've got spots of 250. And it's, it's just this, this average. So if you go down to the bottom corner and it's below 75, or you go up in the top middle and it's above a 150, that's not the point. But point is as much many points all, all throughout the other tank 75 to 150 specifically with my leds i early on i had a bunch of corals that like i could never find a place dark enough for them and yeah. i didn't realize that my chalices at the time were lower light corals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so i just kept burning them and making them lose tissue yeah. you know uh and so i wasn't measuring and uh i just I just didn't know, and I was just like trying to train them to like high light, which was just stupid. It makes you go back and think, because like, I've made statements before myself that says, I've never been successful with chalices. I, I just can't grow chalices. And I think a lot of people are in that same boat. Mm -hmm. Like they pick a coral, or they had a coral that they just could never keep, could never have success, on, uh, was success with and grow, but it's, I would say it's probably more related to something like that because I know I had radions and I was growing SPS and I was looking at par and well, duh, there's a reason why I probably couldn't put chal or grow chalices because I didn't have the proper environment for them. That was uh, an epiphany when I watched uh, Than's video on uh, um, uh, what was it, Blastos, mm. and he's like, these things like dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you put like, them you in... put it in a place where it's shadow. Yeah, you put it in a cave or you put it on the uh, underneath a cliff or what have you, and they thrive. They're like, huh. That makes they sense. they do. Yeah. It's true. Uh, you, you can train them, I guess, you mm. know, or you just put them where they seem to like to thrive to begin with. All right. Uh, okay. So the most popular tank, though, being a mixed tank, is actually harder than both because yeah. you're trying to create both these things. And the SPS par range uh, is 250, 350. Mm -hmm. So just get that as much in the tank as possible. Par is no longer an issue. You can go venture outside of that if you want. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking for advice as to where you uh, would set this up, uh, like find that range. for success. Yeah. And that range coming from the type of success that Worldwide Corals has, we the type of success that we have here. Yep. And then also, I think there was a, a, a article that Dana did where he went out and like keeps a record of everybody's corals that he's uh, tested uh, over the years. That seemed that yeah. was. And he has like it has them by color. You know, at what color do they have a certain par and stuff? Yeah. And they're all inside that range. Huh. Yeah, uh, so like uh, I don't know. You can be a trailblazer outside of that, but if you're yeah. asking us. Where can I have success with SPS? That's the easiest question you could possibly answer. I mean, one of the one of the easiest ways to point at you know, this, these par ranges is go back to the historical lighting uh, that we used to have, mm -hmm. remeasure those. Like oh yeah, that was T true too. Yeah, eight bulb T five. You go back, you measure it. It's in that range. That was part of the mentality too. So it was like where the where all the intersections of knowledge, the pros use it, the uh, the scientists, uh, yeah. uh, and then also years of uh, our own tests of yeah. well, the, the years of success using uh, previous tools. They're all in the all, range. And they all converge in the same area. That's got to be right. There is a sweet spot of <laughs> success. Uh, all right, but mixed tanks. Yeah, uh, that's tough. Are are, uh, are tough because you're trying to create areas of 75 to 150 in a tank as well as areas of uh, of 250 to 350. And I mean, I can see how it could be. You know, if you're strategically placing corals, this can be easier. But there's other. I mean, there's other factors that play with a mixed tank. Like in their SPS dominant tank, I'm I'm looking to crank the flow. 
mm-hmm. and I know that my LPS and my softies aren't looking to crank up the flow. Yeah, so like you're intentionally trying to create an environment like where mm-hmm. neither of these things work because like way down deep where you're getting 75 par in, a, in the ocean, the current and type of flow you get down there is way different than what you get at the top. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, and light's different, flow's different, all kinds of things are different. But, you know, as an Aquarius, you just really want to put it all together. <laughs> but know what you're doing is the hardest yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but what you can do is now is aquascape so that you can create areas of low flow that are blocked. You can aquascape to create low, uh, lower par areas. Yep. And now, using LEDs, you can actually zone the zone tank, them. too. Ah, there right? you go. So, uh, like we saw, you can do it with almost any LED, but right. one of the ones we did was like an eight puck uh, AI, AI prime. prime. Yeah, I, mean, I could zone that thing to anything I, I want. Put all the front ones at a higher intensity, and put all the back ones at a lower intensity, and now I've got my zone. Mm-hmm. That is actually one of the really interesting things is like <clears throat> with a zone like that with the the AI primes and using a bunch of them instead of one giant you know fixture. Yeah. Uh, what you can do is exactly what you just described yeah. because most people's aquascape is Drop actually the on front. the back yeah. and then the front is wide open. Yeah. So I can Well, eat. what if I then only want 30% power on the back row uh, and I want 80% power on the front to account to, for that? To balance it all out. Yeah. I don't know. Gives you the ability to do that. Mm. Uh, mm. All right. So uh, we also, uh, what's better? A par meter versus Randy's uh, videos. Which one, which one would you trust more? A par meter or watching one of your videos that distinctly tells you what to do? A par meter. Uh, I'm going to say it's debatable. Okay, because I'm leaning towards a par meter. A par meter is definitive, but a tool is only as good as the way that you use it. Yeah, okay. I've used it a lot, Mm -hmm. so I I know what to expect. How many different points are you going to take it? uh, Where and how do you use that information when you've done this for a living? Uh, I know exactly, yeah. So I don't know, it's debatable. I I still strongly, adamantly say that you should Hmm. watch one of Randy's videos, especially if you happen to have a 60 cube or a 120 gallon tank. There's very definitive (laughs) uh, recommendations. Right. But spend the 75 bucks and confirm it with a par meter. But both these things are really valuable. That leads to the point before that, too, is, uh, is, yeah, these lights aren't plug and play. So with limited options... A par meter doubles or triples your success rate versus just guessing, flipping switches. This is 100% true. I will refuse to listen to anybody that tells me anything other than this because yeah. I know it's not true. Yeah. Uh, if you put a par meter to your tank, your success rate it skyrockets. Using LEDs with, with all yeah. kinds of switches and you know proximity and depth and mounting height and all the other things that change with this thing. Mm. It isn't the same old you know tech fixture with legs with everybody's at the same height for the most part yeah. and all other shit. Now everybody's it's different. None of that. Mm. Right? In the world of LEDs and all the infinite adjustability that you have with it, uh, somebody who uses a par meter to set it up double, triple, quadruple the success rate as the person who doesn't. You're just that much smarter. And I'm not talking only like total catastrophic failure, like, you know, everything dies if you don't use it. No. That's a portion of it. Yeah. But also, I'm always getting slow growth. I'm Mm. always getting um, corals that are bleaching and, you know, losing tissue. And I can never figure out why this chalice doesn't grow. I thought that uh, my blasto, like, (laughs) more, all this kinds of stuff. And it, I, oh. I think a lot of it starts with 
one, before, I mean, before you go testing, because if I'm testing, but I don't have a goal, then I don't, I don't know what I'm testing for. Mm -hmm. So like coming up with those LPS ranges or those SPS ranges or having an idea of those ranges so you can make your plan, your mixed tank, your mixed tank better, uh, going into it blind and just testing a par meter is useless, but you have a goal, know what ranges you were trying to achieve, and now you can be smarter about how you set them up. It's true. Uh, another thing with par now is the shape of distribution is now a thing. It wasn't a thing before. Oh, yeah. yeah. We definitely noticed that this year uh, with the AP9X. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, like, you know, we're not perfect here. Like, I, I saw the API9X's uh, distribution pattern, and I'm like, that is a terrible light. Like, I was well, so disappointed it, with it because I expected it to behave like two 360Xs. Yeah. It's a terrible, uh, for the tanks, the square tanks that we were testing them in, yeah, it, there's no way it could have won. No way. It, and we were testing everything in a square, in square. And almost all of these things are designed to work in a square. And you think about the 120, it's 260 square cubes put together, so... Yeah, if you're going to put two lights on again, it, it's two square cubes. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but now... Kessel has stepped up, and they have a whole bunch of different things, so I guess we'll share throughout, but uh, they now have a light that has a rectangular distribution pattern for people with, like, 110s and uh, 90s, 90s and 75s. And they're 18 inches front to back mm -hmm. in the most cases, and long, so uh, you're wasting light if you get something that's made for 24 inches front to back. Spilling it out of the Spilling tank. Spilling it out in the front and the back of the tank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, if you turn it sideways, now there's other, uh, you know, considerations yeah. Yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even on a uh, what a 120, like if I had put three of these, uh, uh, I could uh, three of them and they were square, it'd be different than if I turned three of them and they're rectangle, but they're rectangle front to back, uh, front to back yeah. instead of doing a two foot grid. And so uh, you know, <clears throat> shape and distribution of the par is now a thing. You're going to see more of that, I guarantee. Mm -hmm. uh, spectrum diffusers are now a thing. So with a, a T5 bulb, the light that's emitted out of it is even and never change the distribution of it. This is uh, kind of back, goes back to that shimmering, uh, you know, the, the surface area of the water at the top is making those changes and shifts in spectrum. Mm -hmm. And when we test a T5, dead flat. Yeah, same like with there, the halide bulbs. Yeah, halide bulbs. There, there is no change in spectrum. It's a blended spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. With LEDs, they're all individuals. And so one of those things is you just can't have a conversation where you say spectrum matters, uh, and it does, mm -hmm. and then say it doesn't matter that it's shooting little spectrum laser beams all over, and I can see it with the naked eye. Uh, I can see green and red, which means yep. blue, and all the other ones are doing it too. Even though, yeah. A UV is getting a little beam uh, instead of being you know, evenly distributed. Mm. Uh, but diffusers are now a thing. You can actually now blend them all uh, and increase performance. You lose a little bit of PAR, but PAR actually isn't our problem anymore. No. Uh, so spectrum is debatable uh, and won't ever 100% have an answer. And it's kind of, you know, you might say, oh, that sucks. And what do you mean I'll never have an answer? The reason that Spectrum won't ever have a 100% answer is because all the corals are different. They're collected at different uh, depths. Mm -hmm. They have different natural color pigmentation. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the reason that uh, uh, a plant is green. It's because it reflects the green spectrum off of its surface at your eye, so you perceive it as green. So the same thing with corals, which are red, green, blue, all the colors yeah, yeah, under yeah. the sun. They're going to interact different uh, with light and uh, have specific peaks where they do better than others with a wide variety of corals. Uh, mm. So 
there isn't a 100% answer on what spectrum is now, the possi best possible thing. We might play around, you know, in the next few years or what have you, of playing around with these different spectrums and uh, adjust the spec same body water and make some new tests and just kind of play around to see what they do. But I, st I still don't think we'll get a definitive answer out I of it. I think what you will see is with specific corals, you'll find certain types of corals do better under specific spectrums. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you'll find that uh, you might get different like uh, trachophilia and uh, the like, uh, like a uh, uh, yeah, that and, and uh, acans. Yeah, you know, you might see consistently different colorations under different blue peaks, mm -hmm. uh, especially as you go over further to the, like uh, the towards uh, UV, UV range, yeah. where you might see a lot of greens and stuff turn red. Mm. Uh, so, uh, or vice versa. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but so 2020, we. I will tell you in 2020, I know this. This is what we said on the blue range of about 400 to 475 works. It covers that wide, big blue mm. band, covers the needs of a wide variety of corals really well. If you do that, your corals will not be lacking. Well, it's not only that. Uh, it's been proven for decades you know, that that a band in that wide spectrum, four to four seventy five, works because mm -hmm. that's what most of the T five bulbs and that's what most of the metal halide bulbs were. It's true. Mm. Uh, so that big wide like HEI blue plus type, and that's yeah. one of the reasons we use that kind of yeah. reference. Uh, the space needle being like a super. this thing peaks at like you know four fifty and super thin. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, it will probably provide energy to the coral, especially as very specific corals. Uh, you will see though when you look at the peaks of uh, like uh, chlorophyll, how you would think just because it's over ten mil, uh, uh, nanometers, it really didn't have a difference. But you'll actually, if you watch it, it's fifty percent as effective, just a tiny bit over. Mm -hmm. So this stuff actually matters in terms of energy production because it's optimized to take that specific color in, reflect a lot of the other ones away. Right. So, uh, and, and utilize it. So you know, there you are. I would say that like the wider, the better. The thin little space needles of uh, of. Uh, Synonymous with it a lot of like lower cost lights. Yep, it, the nature of it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is a, if you have more money into it, you put more effort into yeah, it. But yeah. uh, they will work. They do work. You know, I'm not telling you can't keep coral with them. I'm just saying that. I mean, if you're asking what good, better, and best is, the answer is obvious. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say that in the spirit of if it was free and you weren't paying for it, nearly everyone would take the wide. The wide blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, UV is still a debate. I, I wouldn't say that there's an answer to whether or not UV is critical yeah. or what the function is yeah. or uh, like definitive, not just function like theoretical, but what will actually materialize right. in my tank. Hopefully we'll get some more information. I think on where that we one. sit, where, where we sit today, you know, it's uh, color, uh, what do you call it? Building flu uh, fluorescent proteins and what have you might, might, from our understanding, maybe lead to a lot of that. It could or be. be the driver for a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, changing the creation color of, pigments and whatnot. Uh, that's what the belief is, but like we don't know how much mm -hmm. and on what coral yet. So hopefully, we'll yeah. know that in the future. Yeah. Uh, visual appeal, we know that that's important. So the color looks nice in the tank, the shimmer's nice, and the light itself and mounting isn't an eyesore. Mm -hmm. We're almost to 2025, by the way. <laughs> this is how much stuff I want to see for the future. Uh, and somebody <laughs> will do it, I guarantee you. Uh, some uh, uh, lights have uh, 
really solidified their positions in the market, by mm. the way. So now we're going to talk about some of the things that uh, do, do something particularly well in uh, the market yeah. at the moment. Where we sit right now. Okay. So uh, I, I'm going to say I can't think of anybody who does it better than this. But Kessel has solidified themselves as the halide replacement and the only one considering mm. adjustable distribution of light with lenses, reflectors for height and shape. So one of the things you saw through all those things is oh, yeah. everybody else's light really only works at a specific height. And if that you don't have that height, too bad. Mm. Uh, whereas Kessel's putting those reflectors on so you can go from 8 inches or like even 13. 6 inches to yeah. 13 mm -hmm. inches. They had uh, the one model you can mount in the ceiling that will actually go like uh, 3 or, or not 3, like up to like 6 feet down, yeah. you know, and actually molds, holds on to most of the par because it uses that Fresnel lens. Right. Uh, and... Then they also have the the distribution of light with the reflectors on the AP nine hundred. Yeah, we're learning a lot about. Uh, so you have a tool, and it's a set. You know, we're learning a lot about this beam angle and the degrees, mm -hmm. and how we can adjust it to make it make that light our, meet our needs. Yeah. So Kessel does that one thing uniquely well, uh, and the shimmer. It's that little halide. You know, ref bulb essentially the old one inch yeah, bulb looks really good with the shimmer. Also, uh, doesn't have that color separation problem because they put all the LEDs one. under one little yep. lens uh, and that lens blends them together well. Mm -hmm. All right, the Radeon does this things a few things uniquely well. Radeon has the widest angle floodlight on the market. It's true. I mean, of anything that we tested, and we've tested everything we it's sell here, plus some. From a modular light system, the widest spread and distribution. Uh, and at a really low light, uh, like a height of like eight inches off the tank. That's the biggest one, because a, a lot of lights can get, you know, good spread and distribution, but to get there, you have to start going 10, 12, 14, 16, 16 inches yeah, yeah. to get the, a good spread distribution. This but even then, it's, only eight it's inches. still a narrow light because I had to go up 18 inches yeah. to do it. So this is the widest angle yep. light by yep. uh, a wide margin. Very much so. Uh, yeah, uh, on the market. Very surprising this year. And so one of the things that like doesn't get touched on here a lot is... Well, you well a wide-angle floodlight will never be the same as a soft, uh, diffused light the in almost any other application. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a reef tank, there's a benefit or a bonus thing that you always have to think about. The reflection of the glass. Reflection off the glass. Mm -hmm. And so with that super wide-angle light that the Gen 4 is creating, right. it's Gen immediate, 5. Gen 5, it's immediately hitting the glass and refracting back in, mm -hmm. which to some degree wraps definitely around wraps coral. around the coral. Yeah. Uh, and this is why this is probably the best uh, light out there if you want to create a bunch of, uh, of wider angle floodlights that creates the same effect as one giant light. Mm. So like multiple XR15s. Mm -hmm. to get that super even spread and distribution. Or, or even turn sideways, the XR30s, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so that is why that thing I'll give some leeway into. That specific module does one thing uniquely well, which is super wide-angle light that reflects off the grass and intersects with other lights really, really well. Mm. Uh, it also <laughs> happens to be, I mean, mind-bogglingly, uh, amongst the lowest-cost lowest cost. Uh, uh, per-par option out there, Double so for the blue because the blue is actually designed to be run at 100%. Yep. Uh, and 
like no other lens uh, option out there that I've seen other than the Kessel uh, removes the disco without a true diffuser. So yeah, and they have diffusers for the Gen 5s, but um, I wouldn't buy them. I, I don't think I'd get one. Mm -hmm. I, I've got the Gen 5 Blue uh, XR30 on my own t on my tank in my office, and they've you can if you put a Gen 4 right next to a Gen 5, the it, it's completely night and day difference on how they how well they do if, this. If you're super super uh, uh, you know ac acutely aware of it, you can put that on. If you there. can, yeah, it's gonna be really soft light at that point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, in terms of using a wide-angle floodlight to light a, a SPS reef tank uh, and, and do it at the lowest, one of the lowest cost per pars out there, I don't know. I don't know how to get around that one. That's where Radeon sits today. Okay, AI Prime. This is likely, and I'm almost certain of this, the most popular, it's certainly true here. Here, yeah. Uh, the most popular light on the market by far. Popular now. by... It's picked up so much in the last year. You picking it up more. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, more people are choosing the AI Prime. So the AI Prime is like in terms of total units. I mean, I don't know about it in terms of tanks because it takes more units in some cases. Right. But uh, in terms of total units, AI Prime and then the second one, I don't know what it is uh, mm. so far. So uh, it has a slightly narrower floodlight. Right. Uh, uh, today's feature is a reasonable cost, scales with the addition of more pucks all the way to SPS tank. So that was the thing is the one thing about the AI Hydra is it could be my uh, little like uh, cube tank, and then it could be my 40 breeder yep. when I get more, and then it could be my 100, my 120, to 12, 20 gallon tank for LPS, it could be my and then 70, 120 gallon to SPS. Yeah. It could be just uh, I could just get four of them and run it as a uh, LPS tank. I could get six of them, and all of a sudden it's a uh, you know or eight of them in SPS tank. Yeah. So it's the one where like this one puck is so flexible into how you use it, and you can watch the video to see that. Um, all right, XHOs are also a very legit replacement for T5s yeah. and fill light for any of these solutions. This was a big surprise this year too. Yeah. Uh, when we test a single XHO versus a single T5 bulb, not only do you get more PAR, but you also get better spread. So there are very few lights out, out there that are an actual panel, certainly not any ones that are like readily available and like big hits on the marketplace. Right. Uh, that it's a giant panel. So if you want to use a floodlight and then fill it in uh, like uh, air my, my tank here, uh, uh, Dave, uh, if you want to fill in my tank here, this is how you could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, and it will work with any light. You could you use that with AI primes. You could use that with uh, Hydra 52s, uh, or or, six, or twenty or thirty. I'm sorry, thirty twos and sixty fours. Yeah. Okay. And so, right after that AI prime, the same conversation really applies to the Hydra 26, which 32. is two pucks. Or I'm sorry, thirty twos. I always forget all these things. <laughs> uh, all right. And the Orphic does one thing uniquely well, which is create. A sky. I wish I had a picture actually of uh, oh, Sean's, Sean's tank. tank. Yeah. If you want to create a sky effect of wall-to-wall -wall light that illuminates this thing from everywhere, and you want to mount it high, the Orphic panels, mm. nothing will touch it. Yeah. No. Yeah, and he, I think he he had like twenty some of them, but uh, over a very large tank. But even when we put two of the Orphic full size over the one twenty, you it um, it's easy to see that the not only the the light is the size of the tank, which, based off of everything that we found, that's exactly what we're looking for anyway. Yeah, and so 
Uh, you'll notice none of, in, none of, in anywhere do we say that this is the best option that you should use. No. You should hear that some of these things do something uniquely well, and one of those things is probably important to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can uh, you know, apply that how you want. Uh, I ter personally this year, again, took this step to abandon older technology with uh, the T5s <laughs> and test my LED hybrid on my own. The hybrid being LED, LED hybrid, yeah. a hybrid of wide-angle floodlights of the Kessels, and a hybrid of LED fill light from the ReefBrite XHOs. Yeah. 2025, guys. Here's what we want for the future. Whew. Look at that list. All right. All right. So this is what we want for the future. This is where I think that like, we can go. We want to do better. And most of this isn't about more features and more switches to no, flip. No, not it's at all. It's about making it easier. Yeah, making it easier and meeting the needs of corals first and foremost. Got less uh, focus on features and less uh, and more on like less uh, have happy, healthy tanks. And advice. All right. So in mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with in 2021. Just next year. Yeah, uh, or the yeah, end of this year, next year. I think we're almost there. Actually. I know. Uh, let's use the tools we have better and let's use them smarter mm. I mean the things that are already there all the light sources we have all of them are capable of doing what we want if you use them the right way yeah so uh, let's let's do that so for that purpose I have some like what I would call pretty definitive recommendations based on a type of tank that you want right if you got an LPS tank a wide-angle floodlight is the right tool because it's low profile and economical mm. So like a, a single Kessel at 360X on a two-foot area and an LPS tank solution is uh, the right solution to me. A single prime maybe even. Mm -hmm. Certainly a, a 32, an XR15, yeah. uh, even probably uh, like, uh, like a lot of different. A few XHOs. You know, and yeah. the reason those things are nice is because they're small. You know, for a tank like this, I don't need wide coverage from every angle. The corals don't actually require that in this case, for the most part. Well, yeah, because like if you think about it, then we're not talking sticks that are fixed and needs light from all angles. Yeah. These things are kind of moving around, like, so a single point of light is not. You feel yeah, yeah, like it was capable of exposing its own surfaces. Yeah. Uh, differently. Yeah. Uh, a, and uh, inherently, it needs just less par. You know, a lot of yeah, a lot of these corals like just prefer less yeah. bar to mm. begin with, less than you probably are giving already. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can. And you might outgrow that and you might want to put some fill light at some point in time, but like to the application, an LPS tank, I actually really appreciate the small form factor. It's out of the way, it's easy getting it out of my tank, it's less expensive in most cases. So that's what I would use, slow profile and economical. Right. Mixed tank. Multiple intersecting wide-angle floodlights is also uh, low-profile and economical. Now, you can debate whether or not there's a difference between mixed tank and SPS dominant, and it kind of depends on how far you go, which way. Right. Is it mostly LPS? Because that's probably this is probably accurate then. If it's mostly SPS, you should probably just think of it just as an SPS look tank. Look for SPS, yeah. So an SPS dominant tank, the light source should be as large as the object we're trying to illuminate mm. and wrap the corals in light. These corals are not capable of, uh, of exposing other areas of the coral yep. to light. They lose tissue at the bases. They lose tissues on the inner layer. Uh, they uh, will just outright die. 
specifically not the first year or two. It's when they get bigger. Yeah. Uh, so they can say, oh, I had success for the first two years. It was awesome, man. Like, whatever. Your little tiny frag is not the same thing as this thing that shades the coral next to it, shades itself, uh, and all the problems. Like, right when you think the tank is going to be awesome, all of a sudden you got all these challenges and you don't know why. These are them. Mm. Uh, so, which, which means using like a whole bunch of small modular lights or a few that wide angles that really do the job well spread wise. So you can do a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, you know, a light source should be as uh, large as the object we're trying to illuminate. So that can be a bunch of wide angle lights like the Kessels and then put the XHO strips in there. It could be uh, a bunch of uh, the uh, uh, XR15s and 30s because they're so wide as long as we put them close enough together yeah. that they intersect with each other here, and overlay here, here. Or, uh, with a uh, bunch of the glass. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, a, a whole grid of, like uh, of primes, you know, as long as they're close enough to each other that they're you know, hitting things yeah. from all kinds of different yeah. uh, angles. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a, a diffused bank the size of uh, uh, T5s. The light source itself should be similar in size, but spread over part and then obviously interconnecting. Yeah. I mean, once you know what you're looking for, it should be very easy to understand. It's not just, you know, two lights over a two foot area and hope for the best. <laughs> no. Uh, it is if you want a very specific type of tank, but if you want to uh, have this thing flourish for a long time and have big, you know, specifically SPS corals, corals, it's yeah. going to be challenging, more mm -hmm. challenging than that. So uh, let's just accept this as best practice. Yeah. Like we can move on. The sooner we accept that as best practice, the better the results for all of us. We're going we're gonna to find new grounds. Yeah. Just because we understand that this is what we're looking for. This is the baseline. Yeah, in fact... If we can accept that as best practice, we can figure out different ways to wean off of that. Uh, Instead of trying to jam uh, the peg, uh, the round peg in the square hole like we did in the beginning. For another 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's also accept uh, what works today is not the tool for tomorrow. Buy now or intelligently grow into uh. it. So when I got a, a aquascape of one-inch coral frags, like a lot of different uh, like light sources will work on this thing. Yeah, yeah. My oh, my my one insert light name here is work is growing corals just fine. Yes. What okay. happens when you get to year three? All right. So let's acknowledge that at year three, uh, it's a different solution in yeah. most cases than than what I was required for there. So we can either buy it now today and just have it done. Or as long as we acknowledge that, you know, we can start to budget and plan for how we're going to build towards that. Or when you start to run in problems, you now know why. Yeah, so to what, what's getting the job done for me in my first two years of tank with two XR15s, just undergoing and understanding, hey, about year three, year four, when these things turn into colonies, probably gonna wanna add that third or fourth one. And like, I can just tell you what to look for. You can look for dead tissue all over the bases of the coral. You can see you can look at spots. Uh, yeah, you can see dead tissue on where one coral is blocking another mm -hmm. one. You can see dead tissue within the inner layers of the coral, and you'll just see total mortalities too. Mm. So once you see that, I mean, you could choose to preempt this, of course. Right. Uh, but once you see that, now you know why, and you can just act. Mm. <laughs> so especially if you just like look at the tank and see. Yeah. Uh, that area is dark. Well, I mean, and that also brings up this in buying in now, buying intelligently or intelligently growing with it is not just like uh, paying attention to that, but you know, uh, thinking about uh, 
if you, if you find that you, you, have a, you limit yourself to, say you have a 24 inch by 24 inch tank, and you buy a light that is only, that is 24 by 24, really close to that, I can't add another light to that tank because this one is already so big. Mm -hmm. So you either have to get a bigger tank and add more lights, or you have to go reinvent the wheel and buy more lights. I guess what I'm really saying is uh, build a plan and then yeah. work the plan. Yeah. So if uh, right now, is, say it's gonna cost $2,000 to light this tank and I only have a thousand bucks. Well, if I have 2,000 bucks, then I'll just do it right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if I only have a thousand bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it may be, buy that knowing every year I'm gonna add another $500 of the stuff to this thing to Reach build the, the plan and work the plan yeah. to realize the goal, which is something really epic. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, uh, uh, also, a power meter is a tool that everyone in this hobby should use at least once. Yeah. Just. And by everyone, I mean. Uh, find I'm, a I, way to get your hands 95%. on it. 95%. Yeah. Find right. your You're a super pro and whatever. So you're obviously excluded. Or you have exactly the same thing that I yeah. tested and you. Just decide to go. All right. There's a certain level of experience where you can just start to guess things really well. But that's like doing power meters uh, for a living. Mm. All you do all day is measure 8 million power measures. <laughs> you can guess pretty good. Uh, if this is the first rodeo or even second rodeo or first rodeo, even with this light, guessing is just spinning the wheel and hoping for what the it, best. Was it, it was this year or two or late last year, but it was recently that we, we've made it more accessible in the power meter rental. Understanding that I've you spent all this huge investment and now you're asking me to I need to get a par meter to test my lights and I'm only going to do it once or at least once uh, that does not grounds for me to go spend 500 bucks on a par meter. Yeah, you know it's funny too. Like uh, in this whole thing is like and outwardly looking like oh well maybe bulk resupply wants to get into the rental business uh, and yeah. uh, like make money renting par meters and I can tell you right now that's 100% not true. Not, not uh, money you probably it. make something on it, I don't know, but like it is a giant pain in the butt to send you know return, send them in, send clean. them out, clean them, return them. We do it as a service for the people that buy these lights. Mm. And I tell you right now, the finance, uh, our CFO here, never wanted to do this. And ultimately, I just had to twist everybody's arm. Like, this is the right thing to do because a par meter is 500 bucks, and this is how we get past this problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, without the par meter, we can't get the problem, and the people are, are yep. not going to be able to succeed. We have to do it. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know. I'm sure we make a couple of bucks on it somewhere, but that is not the purpose uh, of it. It's to change the trajectory change. of success. Yeah. Uh, hmm. and, and all right. So also, does uh, uh, these are questions that we want to answer in the future? Yeah. Okay. So okay. these are a couple questions we want to answer in the future. Via, yeah. Hopefully, BRTV investigates. Okay. Twenty twenty five. I want the answer to this question. Yeah. Does higher par produce better coloration? Mm. I want the. That's the presumption here. The presumption is kind of like uh, the coral will use fluorescent proteins uh, and even color pigments and produce more of them as like a sun tan, tan oil. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's kind of a theoretical thing. Mm. So let's find out the answer to that question because there's some people that would push the par limits. Uh, the growth doesn't matter anymore. Like coral, coral are growing. I just want the best coloration yeah, possible. Yeah. I'm willing to ride the razor's edge if I can get the color that I've seen in some of these uh, photos. Uh, you know, from uh, the rest yeah. of the community. What's well, the same people that ride the ra that choose to ride the razor's edge on coral growth with higher alkalinity and calcium levels too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's get the answer to that equation. Like, uh, let's run the 
same corals uh, at, at different par numbers. Like find out and, what happens. And some of the the corals like you can get from ORA, like they're they've been you know bred so they're, many times. Like so acclimated to tank. Yeah, tank can, I can get really definitive color differences yep. between them. I can even run them in the same water, hook all the tanks up so they have the same water chemistry, mm. and the only difference is really the light. The light. Yep. Yeah. So we can get the answer to that question. Uh, does higher par slow growth? This I'm is, this tell is you, one we can easily test for. I'm almost, yeah, we can test just by weight, but I can tell you with uh, Dana Riddle's, uh, you know, PAM fluorometer or yeah, whatever yeah. it is, shows you slower rates of photosynthesis from high par, which means lower energy production, mm. which almost certainly uh, means uh, lower. I can actually can test it just from alkalinity. I was going to say, we can, uh, you can get the information from regular alkalinity testing. Alkalinity consumption mm. tied to all that stuff too. Let's get the answer to that though. Does, is it, is it true that high lighting produces better color? and lower par actually produces better growth. Hmm. I don't know, it's a current thought process out there. Uh, uh, let's also find out if yeah. higher par needs more flow. So if you're gonna ride the razor's edge of par, do we also need to ride the razor's edge of flow to be able to help get rid of all those oxidants, uh, get rid of all the excess hydrogen and low pH in the coral, get new uh, 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 elements into the coral as well? Mm. Uh, let's find out. Is that really true? I think we can find out that answer. I think we can answer. find that out. Okay. Uh, 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 all right. So now stepping into a bit of the tools here, I'd like to see an intelligent lighting option, meaning a calculator or a tool, mm. right? So like I choose a light and it directs me on the app or what have you, tank dimensions, the mounting height, the this, the that, and a calculator that spits out settings for me. I want to say, uh, I want to mount uh, this light in the calculator. Like I open up my little app uh -huh. and uh, for the light, and I say I want to mount it eight inches off the light, and it tells you the optimal is really ten inches. Uh, at eight inches, you're going to see a hot spot in the center. Yeah. Tell me that yeah. uh, for the area that I've inputted. Mm. Uh, it will tell you that uh, if I put in fourteen inches, it will say the optimal range is actually ten, and at fourteen, you're going to get thirty percent spill into the room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, wouldn't that be refreshing? Yeah, because it's walk. totally capable of doing that. I guess I don't want to do that then. No, maybe I don't. Maybe make an informed <laughs> decision. But more than that, uh, even beyond that, like, let's say it just says mount the thing at 10 inches, you dummy, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, and you do that, and then it says, how big is the tank, and what do you want to keep in it? And then it sets the damn light up for you. No, I don't even have to do anything. Yeah, it puts you in a safe zone. Maybe not the optimal perfect zone, but in a safe zone. Where... I no matter what I do, I can't just I can't mess this up on my own because I'm flipping I'm, switches. We we by far know enough to this do this. Uh, it's <laughs> really really it's and like it gets more complex if I want to do it for every tank size under the sun. Yeah, but if I pick the top eighty percent five yeah to ten. It'll you, cover 80% of the You cover 80% of the tanks out there. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'd like to see it that. I'd also like to see maybe if it's done with a tool, like even cooler than that. I mean, like, let's take my USB uh, PAR meter and say, take six spots at the bottom ah. of the tank, here, here, and here, do it in the middle of the tank, do it at the top. Go put them in your and app. The thing automatically adjusts, uh, <laughs> do, 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 and then it tells you to check it, and then it makes a final adjustment. Tank is done. Smart. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Smart. Yeah, like instead of guessing and all that other stuff, is the, this impossible? The light sets itself based on your par measurements. 
Yeah. That's so okay. doable. Whoever does that, everybody else will look foolish. If, if you do this, uh, any of the light manufacturers out there, if you do something that way, everybody else will look foolish and you will so clearly look like the thought leader of the space. Yes. Uh, You're making it dummy proof? I've been proof. Now, I'm not now just plug and play successful. You're optimizing. I'm optimized oh, way better. Way better. I've increased the, the quality of the light. I'm not just uh, getting, uh, you know. Uh, we have the technology. Okay. This is easy. All right. Uh, I, I'd like to find out in Investigates what UV actually does. Yeah. So I will have, we'll find out the answer by 2025. <laughs> Hopefully before that. I uh, hope so too. I, that would really interest me. Okay. Uh, next time we do price per par uh, measurements, I want to do price per usable par. Mm. Meaning that, uh, like, I mean, the way we did it is it turned all the lights to 100% and measured the par uh, because we were measuring the grid. Right. But, but the reality is a lot par. of these lights, you you would never run them at 100% mm. all channels because it looks like trash. Yeah. So let's tune them to the best ability of what BRS would use and then, uh, and then measure them at that and then get the price per par because so many of them are crazy. forcing you to waste so much of your light. That's true. Uh, like that, if I take my white channels, half the LEDs are white channels and I turn all of those down to 30%. Yeah. Now I just lost, I'm only running my light at like 50, 60%. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, I spent all I that money it. on lights. It's just a waste of money. Uh, all right. Well, I'd like in that. I don't know if you got it here, but in that mindset too, I'd like to see lights that that don't have all that un, un with that wasted light. Yeah, let's get like, rid of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like let's like just dump it out. The radium blue makes sense. Yeah, so the radium blue might not be like the perfect light for you in terms of you might still like scale some of the blue down. Right. But it's close. But. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not. There's not wasted spectrum ranges or colors here. Yeah. All right. So this is I'm going to say it's closer to 2025 because I happen to know how long it takes for the, uh, a lot of these guys to actually develop and. Oh yeah. yeah. Some of them are faster. Mm. Some people are actually like, uh, we're going to make a light today. It will be on the market next year. Mm -hmm. uh, that is really rare. <laughs> uh, like most there's of the time, I, I see this. Like somebody gets some inspiration, yeah. it shows up three, four years from now. Yeah. So. Uh, but in spirit of talking about what I'd like to see in 2025, uh, some of the lights, uh, someone should make a panel that covers the entire tank and meets today's needs. Mm. So somebody should create, and I've seen a couple of uh, options out Stratton there. Stratton comes really close to something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, we, but thought I also that want we thought we thought the f Coral Care would do the same thing. It's close, yeah, because it's, it's a big panel, big panel. but like, it's not covering the whole tank. Yeah. Like, so when you saw the Illumina, like, it's just a nice, clean fixture that fits the whole tank, has legs on it, use the same way, easy. It, those little pucks that it had, like, if you pull up this picture, you know, it's just really clean. You can show another picture here, the white one. Um, you know, it's just a clean, easy fixture. It's really easy to use. Some would argue that the, these types of things exist in those long uh, lights, like you know, like the Q Maven, like the the Reef Breeders. These lights that are seventy-two yeah. inches long. So that's what I was going to say here. Is there's some caveats to this? Like some of that stuff kind of exists, right? But it's still like little pucks, yep. or it's They're missing, fixed. or spread out, but it's missing some other things, like. All the LEDs don't have any diffusers, and the the like uh, 
uh, color separation is just terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like it's not just create a panel. Let's make a panel that actually meets the other needs too. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, should have even illumination across the entire tank. Should have shimmer. Uh, it should uh, ask the depth of the tank and what you're growing done. It has subtle spectrum adjustments. Like, I, I don't need uh, keys to the spectrum kingdom. <laughs> no. like, give I don't me, need to be Design able to it to red. its purpose that looks nice in a reef tank, yeah. uh, and then give me the ability to subtly adjust that all uh, like uh, the Kessel's uh, logic. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't let me screw it up. You should not give me death mode. No, and if you, if you do allow it, there should be a couple warnings before I start to go outside uh, of those ranges. You are about to kill everything in your tank. <laughs> Would you like to do that? At least you know you're at fault now. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't even allow you to do that. And no, no I take it, it back. Okay. It so uh, I'd like to see that panel mount with legs, uh, because uh, so many. Uh, so many people like legs. I'm gonna tell you, I I would have been that person for the first decade. I now actually don't want legs because I probably want to use a hood, and if I don't use a hood, I want it suspended so I can zip it out of the way. And drilling holes in my ceiling at this point is nothing to me. Yeah, right. You know, I, mm -hmm. I got really easy ways to do that. I figured it out. Yeah. You know. Just for you know, the reference point, the the the. Putting a hole in your ceiling is made easy. Pop, pop, pop in a taco bolt is oh, super simple. Oh, bolts are easy, yeah. yeah. The part is like, did Lining I get it centered, it right? <laughs> yeah. And the easiest way to get it centered a, is just hang a washer, some, and, a a washer and a string. Yeah. So, you know, measure it out to the best of your ability, tape it up uh, on the ceiling, let the little washer fall, and, you know, mark out on your tank, you know, where you want the thing mm -hmm. to, to land, and it'll be really easy. Yep. So that's probably the easiest way to do it. All right, so uh, next off, disco or separated spectrum should be a thing of the past. Yeah, I shouldn't see color separation. If we're in, in 2025 and I'm still seeing tanks disco? with green and red and stuff shooting all over the place, <laughs> like uh, I mean, diffusers exist, man. It's a sheet of plastic. Yeah. It, the sheet of plastic uh, costs almost nothing. If you can't do it in the lens design, uh, at least make an make something to have that as an option add on array. Okay, and I understood like eight years ago when LEDs were expensive, mm. uh, well, I don't know, it was the cost, waste ratio, whatever. Now, the, the LEDs are actually w much less expensive. Yeah. Uh, losing 20% of the output to, to blend it properly, not just for your eye, but mm. for the coral that depends on this light source, no brainer. It was a big argument about diffusers early on when they were coming out because of the thirty percent loss or twenty percent loss of par. But you know where we sit today, that we don't even we don't even need that twenty or thirty percent anyway. Half the time we're turning them down by f mm -hmm. like forty, forty, or forty or thirty percent. So this is, this is to me again is like if the only thing in your car matters to you is uh, horsepower, then I guess. <laughs> uh, if you actually use the horsepower to an application, uh, uh, and then I could give you instead of uh, one gear with your horsepower and give you like a transmission <laughs> uh, and headlights and uh, heat. Leather seats. Yeah, I care about all that other stuff too, man, because I'm using this to an actual function. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't know. Uh, disco and spe separated spectrum, man, it's so easily solved and should be. I hope that like a vast majority of them have solved that by 2025 20, uh, in some manner. Lenses, diffusers, whatever. But it should behave like a cohesive blended spectrum, like uh, mm. the sun, mm -hmm. like uh, the sky, like uh, uh, a halide bulb or a T5 bulb. Yep. All right. 
Uh, I'd like to see more fill light options uh, with today's feature sets. So the XHO is cool and stuff, but... It's on and off functionality. Yeah, on and off functionality. I also think that there's elements of it that could maybe be cheaper. Uh, by 2025, I'd like to see LED lights that are designed like uh, T5s, but has the features, like hooks up like your AI right. light, man. Right, right, like right. three seconds, I got this done. Yeah. You know, and it's so you know mm. uh, satisfying. Yeah. Then you have all the functions, and I can create the dusted dawn effects on yeah. my phone super easy. Uh, I, without adding on a bunch of other garbage yeah. to it. So I, I'd like to see that. That's a pretty easy one. I think there's a lot more. I think we'll see. And look, one, people ask all the time why we haven't tested the Orfix, and uh, I think oh, they recently arrived. I've uh, seen it a couple times. And, I, and, the only reason, and the only thing I think will be different is that they use lenses in there, so I don't know if it'll be T5-like or if they're still going to be, you know, at what height will they be T5-like? Well, because that's kind of where the XHO, you know, is doing what it what it is against a T5 bulb is because there is no lenses. It's a there is a reflector in there, but really it's just these super tiny LEDs that are old, like the Illumina from back in the day. They're just All on a, on Illumina. a board, wide open. Yeah, just wide open. Huh. They, the LED Which comes with its own lens. spreads it out. Yeah, it has its own lens. It was purchased for that purpose. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't need a secondary lens. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Uh, uh, options with tuning half the LEDs down to 30% should be a thing of the past. <laughs> so that was one of the things you brought up here earlier. Like if, yeah. if uh, you know, I'll just say it, the, like the Philips light. I, I think the Philips light will actually, like you'll see the next generation of it and it'll be really successful. Uh, there's a couple things that are missing, like a mounting uh, system right. for it yeah, and some yeah, other yeah. things. But like one of the problems we were adding with it is it has two channels. And the way it works is you have uh, blue, one at zero to 100, and white at uh, zero to 100. And the reason that we didn't get you know, a very good par out of it is because the, the white actually has to be turned down to 30%. So 70% of that channel is just totally gone to waste to make it visually look nice. Pulls it down, yeah, pulls the par down. Uh, mm. I don't know, there's, there's gotta be some more better balance of yeah. that. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think they probably know that and they'll probably solve that in the future, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, and uh, all right. Swappable optics. This should be 2025. This, oh, come on. Okay. Uh, swappable optics that adjust for three things. Tank depth. If I want to use my Radeon and I don't want to use it at 8 inches, I'm going to put it in a hood and it's going to be at 12 inches, I should be able to do so. Mm. I want to buy my AI light and I want, instead of using the AI light at 14 inches or 12, I want to use it at 8. I should be able to do so. Yeah, which means you, know? you have to change that yeah. angle, because the optics. Like, I, like aftermarket, and like honestly, if I was a company, like I mean, they, they don't they make a lot of money on aftermarket parts. A piece of plastic probably sell for fifty bucks, <laughs> you know. And so, like, uh, I don't know why not. Uh, uh, so tank depth, I want to focus it down deeper. I want to focus the light and get uh, yep. deeper in the tank. For mounting height, uh, I want to get it the spread right. Also, like, what if I, I have an AI Prime and kind of like the the uh, AP, AP 9X. 9X, like what if I want a rectangular uh, uh, pattern instead of a square? Mm. Like so if any, any of these things, what if I wanted to be able to change the distribution of light so it you know, fits you know, a rectangular shape rather and than all square? All that can be done with the different optic shapes yeah, it's just and different optics. Both on a new lens. Wide, wide angles and lower narrow angles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't He's, know. I, why would that exist? It should. All right. <laughs> uh, Everything out there Woo. should be Apex, GHL, or any widely used controller ready. 
End of story. Because as it sits, I could probably say that I've got at least three different apps for the different things on one take. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then there's things that you just can't do. And here, here's the nut of it, actually, is uh, uh, the brand bickering between all of the different brands out there. I get that people don't like supporting competitors. You know, I don't want to like make my your product life. work with my biggest my, competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're closing markets to yourself, and you're doing it rapidly. Uh, like the the Apex owner universe, I get everything in my Apex works, you know, cohesively together. Like those people buy other things that continue that conversation, not exclude from it. Mm -hmm. uh, and why would you? you know, like put up barriers to that. The same thing with the GHL and same thing with any, uh, you know, popular controller. So uh, if it's not obvious that now it will be in sales in two years from now because this type of controller stuff and, then, you know, when change the conversation, it's really talking about monitoring and right. how all this setting this, all this stuff right. up uh, and more intelligently becomes more and more popular. It's just, why would you exclude yourself from those markets? It's uh, I don't know, and and it, I'm going to tell you behind the scenes, it's 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 a lot of largely competitive stuff. Now, do you need to make it every controller ready? No, because no. I mean, if you, there's only 300 of this controller out there versus 30,000 of the other one, you obviously are going right. to a disproportionate amount of time. Mm. Uh, also, that's a reason to pick up certain things, I guess. Uh, uh, I also, <laughs> I, I mean, I think I might be the only one. Here. I don't know. I don't know. You might be. I long for onboard controls. Let me see the picture. Man. I don't. Uh, but uh, there's probably a, there's probably a wide swath of people. There's that, a, just four buttons on there. You. When I just walk up, I set it up. I'm done. I don't have to go find my phone. I don't have to like, you know, open up the app. I don't have to like change Wi-Fi to connect to it. I just. Like, I if I want to just change something, I want to, like, my buddy's standing next to me, and I just want to change something. I don't want to, like, go through 15 different things. Actually, I find this right now. I think you've been burned. I think you've been burned in other aspects of uh, it is not all of the all, changing, pulling out the app, and you make it, like, it, it's not as hard as it is. Like, um, I can easily go. I can easily go and pu push one button, go to the app, push something else, and now I'm adjusting. I can you're do wrong. whatever. You're wrong. Ah. No, I don't know. I, okay, so follow, this is why I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. Ah. Right. All right. So uh, I now I got this tank in my house, and I'm using the feed mode on the uh, um, uh, Mobius right. for the MP60s. And the reason I'm doing this now, uh, first I was trying to like get them to get the food and stuff. But now, if I don't turn that thing on, because I'm using the foam covers to make sure the fish don't get caught in it, right. all the food immediately gets stuck in the stupid foam covers, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Uh, and it's really irritating, because then I sit there and see it, and it's a bunch of shrimp and krill and stuff just rotting on there. It looks disgusting. Uh, That's why they put the feed boat in there. Okay, yeah. So I have to go make sure that my phone's on me every time that I want to feed the tank. So I go downstairs, I look around, and maybe you guys all have your phone on you at all times. I don't. So you're right. You're, you're saying that your onboard control in this pump in this pump instance, your onboard desire for onboard control is so you don't have to have your phone and pull it out and open Mobius and hit the. Yeah, feed my mode. friends, I want to. My lights off on my tank. 
I, I just want to be able to push a button and have the lights come on so I can show people. So in this now, case, if 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 we go back to the last point where everything is you know controller ready or controller uh, accessible, then the, you know, this could, this could be a possibility without. Well, the well that is what I'm going to do. Right. So what I'm going to do is uh, put the little Apex display out in the front. Yeah. So I can trigger the feed mode right there and have the Which, pumps just turn off for a short period of time. Right. And then like I don't have to worry about my phone and whatever. I just have it. Mm. And I don't have to worry about all the shrimp and stuff getting stuck to those covers and just looking disgusting. In the world we live in now, because uh, those things are not compatible with each other, now you do have to pull out your phone to do this, to do this, mm -hmm. to do another thing if you had another piece and of equipment. Well, in the way that the, the the Vortex work, actually, is when you hit the feed mode, they don't turn off. They just slow down almost all the way, which is preferable because yeah. turning on and off is often the hardest thing right, in, right. in electronics. So if I have to use the Apex in this case, what's going to happen is I'm going to have to power them down each time all cut the 100%, way. Cut 100%. Yeah. Just cut the power on them, which I don't think is going to be a problem because it's not that it's once a day, but... I know we're talking about the future here, but I do. I still think even though you have a Mobius connected, you can push and hold one of the buttons to get it in a. Feed if I mode. go into the room or are you crawl underneath your stand, still true. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, still you, you have to do those yeah. barriers. Well, anyway, so I would like yeah. onboard controls. I, okay. I, like, when you when lights in particular. When you saw how easy it was to program the the one from Maxpect. Oh yeah. There's a wheel. The there's a little wheel on there. You hit the button and it's just like. It's so easy. I'm not. I'm not connecting from my Wi-Fi. I'm not pissed off when my Wi-Fi doesn't connect to it. True. Like, uh, yeah, it was really. Okay, easy. let me let me actually get one. <laughs> get pretty animated. <laughs> Tell me how how wrong I am. No, no. no this is why, man. Is because <laughs> it's not like the AI one. The AI uh, one actually works good. Like, see, that's where you've been burned no. before, and it's still holding on to you. Because it's because they all suck. Yeah, uh, they ah. all do, man. Think uh, ReefLink. Think uh, the Illumina. Which has been Think uh, the the AP seven hundred. AP seven hundred. Think actually, I haven't had the greatest luck with the 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 Wi-Fi dongle from uh, uh, the three sixties either. Think how terrible the Orphic the one Orphic was. The Orphic was like, was just, like was the rough. only one I can think of was like oh like the the Wi-Fi thing was actually good is the AI. The primes have been pretty good. Ah. So that's I, why I long for onboard controls because I hate all the other ones. I do like Jason Sovereign's comment here, who's commenting in on this. I, I agree with you here because uh, they should all be connected to Alexa or Google. Ah, I not? like I like that because then I could just speak speak what I wanted to do. You know what? I do that. And at one point, I figured out with my iPhone that touching the buttons has no purpose. I hit the thing and I say uh, Siri, whatever. Find out anything for me, yeah. and she just does. Yeah, like call this person, yeah. text this person. Where's the nearest cheeseburger? You know, like whatever it is. Yeah, uh, like I agree, it should be that easy. All right. Okay. So now I'm, I, I mean, you obviously can see how much I hate Wi-Fi things that, <laughs> that don't work. And the re the reality is, is like this is hard technology to get to work consistently well. Right. You know, yeah. like some are running on Bluetooth, some are running on Wi-Fi, some are Bluetooth LE, and some were radio frequency chips, like that's what the ReefLink was. And it's like, you know, you can't decide on one that actually works solid all the time. Uh, so far, the Mobius thing uh, on the iPhone, anyway, the has LE. met the same standards yep. as the AI. Yep. Uh, so for Ecotech, like first time I programmed all 10, of the uh, XR15s on the uh, XXL or 750 yeah. out there, I programmed all ten of them. Found all ten of them super easy, and then I programmed like 
Where have you been <laughs> all my life? Because before it was hook a computer up to every single one of I them. Just bash myself in the face. The reflink would go into like this weird red screen. And the reflink would never work when I needed it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So yeah. Good on you, Ecotech. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Progress. Control. All right. Onboard control. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if I'm the only one that cares about onboard controls. You can all there's tell me that. There's uh, been a few that were that were high. You just say you. Ryan, you're a freak. You're the only one. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said I was right. Uh. Okay. Okay. Spectrum should be color options rather than flipping switches. So spectrum options again should be a little limited. more blue, yep. a little less blue. It should be, you know, something where you have. Ten different safe options, not just all willy-nilly. Yeah. Uh, and it, at this point, if you don't know if that color is uh, helpful, like blasting the corals with red, uh, <laughs> then does it need to even be there? Yeah. That's and true. Uh, sh how should it be locked down? You know, I don't know. Uh, mm. All right. Par should also not be zero to one hundred percent. Again, enter tank size, mounting height. What's in the tank? It's done. Better yet, do the par meter and automatically adjust for me. Boom. There you go. I love that. Uh, idea. Somebody do that. But in 2020, 15, this is not advanced technology. Par meters are now cheap and rental is no longer needed. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sh mm -hmm. Somebody uh, <laughs> go to China, get a par meter and bring it back uh, incorporate it into your life. And something that uh, gets us in the ballpark range because, you know, the difference between uh. 10 par isn't. You know, uh, make or break deal mm -hmm. so as long as it's it could be cheap and still be in the ballpark range as i'm not what i'm not doing is i'm not like too low and i'm not extremely high on the thousand par range so i can tell you right now that i know for sure that the senai is not as good as the other ones but, but it's in the ballpark it, that's safe for me you, yeah it gets you in the range uh and so i have a senai at home if i had a longer cord i wouldn't bring a normal par meter home there but i'm is. gonna because i don't have a longer cord <laughs> all right so uh, I'd also like uh, 2025. Let's get 120 volt power off the tops of our boxes of water. Okay. I want to. No, it's true. Uh, there are DC power brick options for a purpose, and then a lot of it has to do with safety. I mean, mm -hmm. you're probably saving your. There's some energy efficiency, you know, along with it, but. Oh, safety is Safety. Safety. Like, it's if that cord from your DC powered light falls into the tank, it's not going to be as detrimental as if a full 120 volt came down. So I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think this is true. Yeah. The reason you don't see a legs on a lot of these lights, especially the ones that have been around for a long time from Europe, is because in Europe, they don't allow you to put that kind of power over a glass box oh, legally. Yeah. You, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, force legally. you to figure out your own way to do it. Yeah. But legally, they can't sell it that way. To where it can sit on top uh, of I believe water. that to be true. Uh, maybe somebody could chime in. Huh. Uh, but that's part of the reason I think that doesn't exist there in are some options. markets for sale in the current market that has a full 120 right above your tank. Well, so our, our halides did and our T5s did. and That's know. true, yeah. Uh, but like in 2025, let's get to the point where that safety risk just doesn't even it exist. It doesn't even have to be a question. I mean, it happened to me once. Actually, the Coralife uh, uh, PC bulb fixture fell in the frag tank while my hands were in it. Ooh. And the only reason I didn't get fried is because I happened to be standing on, uh, had shoes on, I had the stand is on top of dry lock flooring. I just wasn't grounded. Uh. So, but in almost any other scenario, <laughs> goodbye, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess maybe that's why that, that rings true with me. We're all product like of our experience. Putting a in a bathtub. Uh, 
Let's tune lights to alkalinity consumption rather than guesses. Yeah, that's something that, uh, another thing that came out this year. Mm-hmm. You change your light, you wa- monitor alkalinity, alkalinity consumption goes down. That means your corals kind of liked what it was doing. It's, con- it's well, Not consumption goes down, your alkalinity level goes down, meaning they're sucking mm-hmm. up more. Yep. So rather than say, well, Nine hours is best. A ramp time of X hours is best. A uh, peak of uh, whatever. It's hey, you know what? If I make some adjustments and I consume more alkalinity, uh, tanks like my corals are kind of saying thank you. Yeah, I mean not a hundred percent. Way better than just random guesses. So that answer that sort of begins to answer a lot of those questions. Those common questions of like, you know, how many hours a day should I put this on? Eight, nine, ten. Uh, should I have a ramp up and ramp down period? This is something that you could get the answer to in the matter of like a month or so. Make that subtle change. Add 30 minutes. Take away an hour. My experience you know. is you can actually find out the next day. It's, it was pretty quick. When we did yeah. the CO2 scrubber on the 160. If you, have, if you have a high demand tank, you can find out the next day. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, it might be a difference of a week or so. Uh, all right. Let's have a better understanding of moonlights, too. Ah, lunar phases. Yeah, so when I say that, actually, so I was talking to somebody about how they use uh, moonlights to stimulate uh, spawning right. and stuff, yeah. and how actually a lot of normal coral reefs don't spawn anymore because the ambient light from cities and stuff messes mm. up the moon. And so really for the moonlights to cause spawning, you actually have to like black out the tank. And so there's no like when black out, I mean like, it, there can't be any light anywhere in the, like black out the room is really what mm. it is. Uh, and so, and then, and then you can create lunar the lunar phases phase. to yeah. cause the spawning. But what we don't know is those moonlights, are we stressing the corals out by like making, if the moonlights are too bright? I don't know. Let's get a better understanding mm. of how moonlights work and like how bright they should be. Should they be on all night? Well, and that's another thing too you're seeing now is some, some LED manufacturers have changed like blue lights. When I think of moonlight, Early on in the LEDs, they were like they were blue, mm-hmm. and now there's people. There's some manufacturers are playing with like a yellow, more white moonlight, mm. a blue That's moonlight. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Every legit contender in 2025 should have uh, three or so mounting options. Yeah. They should have legs and arms in the United States. Yes. So whether it be the you know mounting arm uh, bracket or uh, you know wonky something uh, I don't have to thing. hang it off. You just screw it on and be done with yep. it. Uh, or legs that just, just attaches to the side on both sides. Uh, it should have a hood uh, attachment because I've heard that hoods actually on forty percent of tanks. So like oh, the AP seven hundred had uh, yep. uh, that nice little bars yeah, on the it was, side. You, it almost looked like legs, but they kind of went up uh, upside down and gave you a bracket to drill bracket. into your hood. Yeah, Smart. that was actually really nice and it made a lot of sense. Because the only other option is to use a hanging kit and then inside, you have to drop it. and it has to be like super short and it's so hard to do. And it's hard to undo and it's mm-hmm. wonky. This yep. was secure, flat. Yep. And it was really nice. Uh, and uh, you should also have a way to attach either the stand or wall. Uh, with mm. uh, a mounting bracket, so I really like what a, uh, Aquatic Life did with their their angle. So it goes up and down the wall, and it kind of cantilevers over the tank. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, easy way to attach the wall, not the ceiling, uh, and then uh, the ceiling as a distant fourth. Yeah, I, I don't mind the ceiling. A lot of people don't. Uh, I like the fact I can get the light out of the way really easy. 
but it seems to be the least attractive way mm. for most reefers just because they don't want to drill holes in their ceiling. Yeah, I don't know. And it, like for me, I didn't get it right the first time, but I didn't know the tricks to it either. And so it was a lot of eyeballing and running the tape measure down. I did it the hardest way. It actually I, turned out decent, but. I know, I guessed it. I did pretty good too. Yeah. I didn't have that little trick and I, I just measured the hell Still out of it. Still did pretty good. Way beyond my normal measuring skill. <laughs> uh, also, I'd like to see canned yes. lighting in the ceiling. Oh, man, 2025, a, Kessel. I mean, the only person that's actually shown an ability to do this so far. Canned light, yeah. Uh, if you go down into your basement or some of you guys have in your kitchens, in your homes, and there's just a little can up there with a light coming down, you can do this over your reef. Yeah, so Kessel has those T365s, which yep. is like a strip light, kind of like studio lighting, uh, and allows you to uh, shoot light down five, six feet. 12 degree angle. Uh, what if this thing was recessed in a can in your ceiling? So the top of your tank, totally open. The lights are coming down. <sighs> Believe it or not, they're actually, the Fresnel lens does a really good job of focusing it in, and uh, it's actually pretty efficient. Take my uh, money. I know, I was really surprised. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people would do that, that would be, if uh, they could. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's see canned lighting the ceiling where lighting is no longer visible at all. No cords, no nothing. Mm. Uh, I also thought you could do can lighting on top of a hood. So right, yeah. like a Kessel that's designed and mounted on the top of the hood with a, like a, an adjustable lens to match the depth of your hood, keep the heat mm. out of the tank, uh, out of there, and also keep the salt creep out of the light as well. Yeah, so you just have big, can, I guess essentially just holes in your hood, mm -hmm. and instead of hanging the lights from inside, they're on top. The only difference will be is you need a little bit of the ability to adjust uh, either for snap-on lenses or a, uh, you know, a turning uh, lens or whatnot to be able to adjust to the additional height yeah. uh, that would be there. But now, again, I don't have any of the heat now going in the tank, and I don't have the salt creep going in there, spray going in the light. Yeah. All right. So we got questions here, but Woo. that's where we're going 2025. I think we learned a lot about lighting in the last 15 years. Uh, hopefully you guys can learn from our <laughs> lessons because... Uh, that was not, like, it was a painful journey. Yeah. Uh, especially in the beginning you, where you're like, why don't these LEDs work? Uh, I mean, now that, now, that you, now that you mentioned it, you say, like, we had, we, LEDs came out and we took years step backwards and had to relearn the whole lighting thing. Uh, we did. It, we, absolutely true. I think actually what we did is uh, using uh, T5s and halides. Developed a standard. And we just stumbled into success because... Uh. That was the lighting that was available at yep. the time, and it just happens to do what we wanted to do. <laughs> That's why we <laughs> weren't actually able to apply then. the LEDs just intelligently, is because we didn't know, what we didn't actually solve the problem before. We just stumbled if into this, it. The lighting oh, yeah. solutions happened to work that yeah. way. Stumbled into an answer. No. Uh, All right. Do we have any questions yeah, yet? Yeah, there's a few here. Uh, starting out with William Taylor, who doesn't have a question, but he said that he named his maroon clowns Ryan and Randy. Oh, That's, thank you very much. That's pretty awesome. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we got a question here that says, what's the intensity at which the AP700s are running on the 160 and uh, were they ever replaced? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, yeah, they were. Uh, we had the AP700s on, since they have taken them off, put A360s, A360s on, and then when the A360Xs came out, put the A360Xs in their place. So they're running at A360Xs. I can't tell you off the top of my head what their intensity is. I'll tell you what, uh, maybe we can ask Randy to take a screenshot of the program yeah. and uh, share it uh, in the YouTube uh, like uh, uh, community, community tab or something. Yeah. So I, I'll share there. I don't know the actual, the actual program anymore either. It's been so long. Set it, forget it, don't keep changing it. <laughs> so I, I'm something. glad I don't know, honestly. Yep. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, and this was a, a common question. Neptune Sky. Do you have any mm. nept uh, insight on the Neptune Sky? I saw that a hundred times. I do. Uh, you know, I would tell you that uh, two, two things I got about okay. it. So uh, Terrence called me one day and uh, asked me what you should call this thing. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and they gave me a bunch of names, and I'm like, I don't like any of those names, dude. I think you should call it the skylight, right? Yeah. I think you should call it, like, it's like the shape of the skylight. We're actually trying to create the sky here. Uh, I like to, ha I happen to like names of products that when you say them out loud, you already know what they do. <laughs> uh, and then I think he's like, oh, what if it was shorter, like sky? And I'm like, oh, man, that's like one of your acronyms, dude. You yeah. have the PMK, you yeah, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was SKY. <laughs> SKY. So I don't know. I, I will tell you that uh, uh, Terrence is building to the test. So the whole team, uh, Kurt and uh, all those guys, what they did is they know what they you're going to do for the test, Pay right? attention to the videos because you can easily yeah. get like, it. So they know spectrum blending, distribution, mm. mounting height, Spread, all that kind of yeah, stuff. The whole nine. And so I, I think they designed a light to beat the test when you already know the test answers, why not? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I haven't <coughs> seen it, touched it, or uh, anything uh, other than... You know, obviously those guys are excited about it. That's what they I do. intentionally try to get them to not tell me stuff about it because I don't. So you could be excited about it. No, just like when I see it, I don't want to have a lot of predetermined uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like opinions about mm. it. I just want to like, actually, what I really want to do is touch it, feel it, make some d opinions, hand it off to you and Brent. You guys come run back, tell me how excited are, and then we find out yeah. together, yeah. right? Uh, and so I like it more organic than trying to answer all this stuff. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you, it sounds to me like it will be like a panel of light uh, that will have probably wide-angle light. It will probably have spectrum that's blended well. Mm. It will probably be, uh, they have the ability with the Apex to, you know, oh, you program, set it up yeah, uh, any billion of ways. Uh, that I, the schemes are going to be really uh, beneficial when that thing comes out and people sharing yeah, I don't know. Uh, who huh. knows? I, when when will it come out, man? I don't know. I've heard everybody always optimistic about these things, mm -hmm. so you may wait. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. The other question that was asked a lot too, and this is toward, it, is what about the ATI Strat, uh, the Stratton, and that's mm. one that it was towards the end of when we were transitioning away from uh, in light investigating, moving into a different direction. So we we now have a test for the investigates light. So if and when new lights come out, we can go do an episode and run it and test the lights. Just haven't got to the ATI Stratton yet. So I think that it probably won't do unless there's something like just super mega mm. and readily available. We probably won't do them like one off all the time. It'll probably like. All right, well, there's a batch of four new ones here. Yeah, Let's go, the, you know, go through them again. Series. I'd like to see some elements of that investigates actually improve. Yeah, yeah, there's some. Let's make them less boring. I know you, we could <laughs> easily not make them 30 minutes and just yeah. kind of boil the data down to you know. Here's par number here. Here's par number here. It could be a lot more interesting. Well, than that. one of the things I'd like to do is actually just share the data straight up. And part of it, we have to share all the data just so you know it was done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you uh, trust that we're doing the data, I can just share the the end the well, end result. What if we create a like a website that has the par numbers at yeah. all the different yeah. heights? Yeah. And then we just share the things that actually matter. And then if you want to, you can go back to this website and like data. look at all of it. You know. Yeah. It's that's a big. 
ask from the community too. That's what they want to see by 2025. Is, oh yeah. Uh, some and I saw like three or four comments. So. Uh, you as the community, we know what you want to see. You want to see all the data and recommendations on the product pages for the lights that we tested. Uh, I saw that one earlier today. I saw a, like, where's the raw data from the, I've seen that multiple times on these. Uh, so I think I, we could do something like that by I would, I'd like to see, I guess, from the calculator yep. Yep. is that, like, it says 10 inches they show the three different grid planes that mm -hmm. are in there. Uh -huh. Click on one, and it like slides out and shows you what all the par means. Or yep. click on the other one, slides in, and shows the other one. Yeah. And and I can now intelligently know, you know, what it was on each level, and then start testing all of this stuff. Not at one hundred percent, but at a, usable a, at the usable BRS rating because. Uh, like it, it's irrelevant. Yeah, uh, what it is when yeah, it's at one hundred percent. Nobody's going to run it. That nobody's going to run it that way. There's only one light I think that we ended up doing like that. Yeah, there's a couple of close. There's a couple. Yeah. Orphix close. Yeah. Uh, depending on how you look at it, Kessel kind of does that. Yep. The the uh, radium blue. Yeah, uh, of course, the T fives and whatnot. Like but that's the a one set. the max spec was kind of close on that yeah. front too. Yeah. So there's some that are close, but. And all those, I would say, closer enough. And then there's uh, anomalies that are way, way off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, there's a few more. Uh, do HD settings on LEDs really make a difference? So, like, hyperdrive, I'm guessing, is what they're going for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what the hyperdrive does is, uh, like... So instead of being wasted white or green or red channel, I can use the, what I'm not using in those and drive the, the ones that really matter. Yeah. So, like, from... You're basically... You're not wasting your power brick. Right, 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 right. right? Uh, and so most of these LEDs are designed to be able to actually run at higher wattages than we run them mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. I, and so if I'm going to take my green channels, it, I guess I could run it at 100%, but I'm probably only going to run it at 10 mm -hmm. uh, or red the same way. Well, then why not drive Just the blue ones, uh, use that power over there? So that absolutely works. The question that people ask all the time is, does uh, the, uh, will it overheat the, or be bad for them or anything like that? Mm. And what we, the answer from AI is no. Yeah. And so I'll just take it, their word on it. Yeah. Uh, what's the, oh, interesting. What's a BTA, a bubble tip anemone's preferred par range? I don't know. The I don't know the answer to that one either. Go to they, the, the yeah. uh, anemone forums in the, and just see what they're doing. I will tell you this, uh, that, because that creature can actually move, it's, uh, it's, it's it will generally kind of find its own preference, ah. unless you're just beating blasting from everywhere, yeah. uh, or you just hit it with a thousand par and freak it yeah. out. Yeah. It will generally just wander around the tank until it finds whatever that is, and then go test that area. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know the answer of where yeah. the, the preferred is. Yeah. I'm sure somebody does. Uh, there are certain par meters designed for measuring LEDs. Are those what you are renting? Okay, so. Uh, you know, we tested a whole bunch of uh, PAR meters, you know, like all the ones that are, you know, for reefing. And there's two things I'll tell you is you can debate uh, accuracy on a lot of this stuff. Right. Uh, but the reality is, is like we should all use the same tool for the most part. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise my PAR is different than your PAR and we're not talking the same language anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so. And, well, and again, it. it the the difference between four ten or four ten and four and three eighty par is not yeah. going to make or break your tank. So I'm going to give up on this debate because nobody wants to uh, have it anymore. But the 
uh, like uh, was the 210 and 510? Yeah, the MQ 510. Yeah, so the MQ 210, which is cheaper, underreads the blue spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody says, oh, that one doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it actually overreads the white spectrum to some degree. Balances right? it out to some degree. Okay, then when we do test the MQ510, it reads the blue end right, but it underreads the white end a little bit. And there is white lights in our tank. Yep. Uh, and so, or not white, but the other spectrums that right, make, right. Up, make visually white. Right. Uh, and so what happens is it kind of washes out, and it really isn't that much different. <laughs> so I, I stopped fighting because everybody just like wants to read the blue end as accurately as possible. So so be it. But meaningful, uh, it doesn't have a meaningful impact. Yeah. Like it, it off a uh, fifteen percent. If if that if the difference between three hundred par and uh, three or two sixty five meant success or not, we'd well, all be we'd all be screwed. Dude, this hobby wouldn't exist. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Mm. I just wouldn't get super hung up on the, the par meter. And definitely, even if I found one that read LEDs better and uh, got me the most accurate number known to man, mm. it isn't helpful because you're refer get referencing against what everybody else is using. The, the number, the 350, came from the tools that the, hu the hobby uses. So... Uh, your 350, even more accurate, it might not be. It might be less helpful. Right. I don't know. So I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't get hung up on the accuracy of the par meter. I just get hung up on being close and using any of them to begin with. You'll be way better off yeah. than without. I think that kind of answers this next question too. Is how does the Sennai fare versus the Apogee ones? Kind of in that same mindset. So the you're testing the you're testing the par. But well, the big difference though with the yeah. Sennai is the angle. Angle, yep. right? So the the Apogee ones, uh, you can kind of there's less important about what it's angle kind of a it's dome, at. So you can it's a little more forgiving on which way you're tip, it's tipping it. Really forgiving. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the uh, the one from the Sennai is like got this like it's got a indent. prism almost yeah. kind of thing into it. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's a little bit more important that it's straight up and down. Yep. So that would be my my only difference between yep. those two. Uh, last one here is where do I follow Ryan to see the 360? Oh, uh, BRS TV guy on Facebook. So yep. just search for BRS TV guy on Facebook, and you can follow. And uh, I share all the nerdy things behind the scenes. And if you go see, there is a playlist for the 360 uh, that you can see at the bottom. Uh, there's a link to his Facebook there, but all of the episodes that we talk about the 360 are there too. But you get a lot of insight in, on the Facebook like special posts. Nobody sees stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, stuff that just doesn't belong on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, I don't know. It's just like I, I try a new uh, magnet cleaner. I try a new light. I try a new way of feeding. Uh, what I actually really get to show on there a lot is my failures. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, the things I tried and it just didn't work or I got really surprised about mm -hmm. and just, like, isn't worthy of a YouTube video. Uh, uh, Facebook is really fun. All right. So, hey, before we end... Uh, shameless plug here. It is uh, Black Friday, and yeah. we're giving away all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, we were actually go all the way up to 8 o'clock. It's 8.02 right now, or so 8, 8, what is it? It's 8.52. Oh, my God, we so went three hours. The last video, the last uh, promo video went out at 8. Yeah, so you so probably got that in your news feed when you turn us off. I saw that ad question before, which yeah. is like, when is the last of the freebies you're giving oh, out yeah. today? It was 8 o'clock. It was 8 o'clock. So just for everybody watching. They're all still good till midnight. 
Uh, I'm gonna read them off for you real quick in wow. case anybody wants free stuff. It's Black Friday. I don't can't imagine if you don't want. It. <laughs> uh, uh, you can get a quarter gallon of free ROX. So order over 199 bucks with the code free uh, ROX. Coral Amino, uh, uh, 30 milli. Actually, I'm just gonna read these off. You can go to Facebook or yeah, YouTube you can find and them. find them all. But yep. it's a gallon of, cor uh, cor of uh, ROX, Coral Amino DI resin, uh, Paul's Coral Vitalizer, Sally for calcium test kits, uh, Universal Carbon Block, Magnesium Mix, RO Save that Z, uh, Sediment Filters, that cool little portal from Need Aquatics that allows you to feed <sighs> in your screen net top. Uh, uh, an ounce of extra thick uh, uh, glue, reef chili, amino acid concentrate for your fish uh, from Coil and Zoot, where you dose the yep. amino acids right onto the pellets and stuff. And everybody's favorite, the, the 60 mil Cellcon uh, concentrate. All free, All free. stuffs. Uh, you have to have a certain size order to throw it in there, but everything's also 15% off right now. Yeah. So, like, Add this stuff it ends up being kind of like. Uh, really, like almost like 30% off uh, <laughs> at these sizes. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, go check it out. Check out our sale. Thank you uh, for joining us for lighting here today. Yeah, we uh, we are building these uh, history, uh, you know, playlist of them. We'll just put that right here. So, if you want to go see the history of all the other stuff we talked about, lots of cool uh, information in those. Go check have, that out. We also have master your lighting up Ooh, here. Like, yeah, so if you want to hear like everything known to man about lighting, but in a more specific manner with all the go trials and stuff, it's all right here. But uh, this is the nerdiest end of it possible. <laughs> but yeah, all of our uh, history of all of these things down here. We'll see you guys see, uh, tomorrow yeah, with another one. See you guys. What it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> It'll be exciting.